All right. <laughs> Let's record this bitch. Okay. Cast a pod. Podcast? A pod. Metal huh. cast? Hmm. Metal pod. Huh. Hmm. Diarrhea. Isn't that supposed to be a question? Diarrhea? <laughs> no, it's not. Um, Diarrhea. Diarrhea. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the it's just the Metal Gear voice. This is Idle Thumbs thirteen. January 7th, 2009, the year of the video game. This is Idle Thumbs 13. I'm Chris Remo. And I'm Jake Rodkin, and Nick Brecken is fired. Yep. And in his place, we've hired Steve Hot Scoop Scanner. Hey, everybody. I'm on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Nick is not actually fired, but is sick or something. He's claiming he's sick. Apparently, he had to go to the emergency room. Oh, whoa, shit. I didn't. Yeah. I thought you were joking about that. No, no. I'm serious. On Sunday. From being so sick? Well, apparently. He played so many awesome video games. <laughs> His mind just couldn't handle it. It was like, I think it was Nintendo Thumb. Nintendo Thumb, yeah. He contracted video game fever. <laughs> the more advanced strain of that is PlayStation Thumb. PlayStation Thumb? In the mid-90s, it developed a mutation, and uh, the virus became <laughs> There was, there was an old thumb. Idle Thumbs uh, news update about that. It was about that, and it's, it's sort of less well-documented disease of... Uh, the parallax scrolling in Sonic the Hedgehog making your eyes go weird. <laughs> <laughs> that one's not really classified. Did you guys ever get the Guitar Hero thing where suddenly everything looks like it's going up? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's an optical illusion thing where you stare yeah. at the notes long enough and then you immediately look to the side and it looks like your walls are moving. Yeah. yeah That's bad. awesome. Also, I had a thing where when I was playing a lot of Katamari Damacy, when I was driving, it was actually probably the most dangerous effect i've ever had to a video game like i can I was, roll that shit right yeah. up yeah i was constantly looking out the the, the thing that, the one that always got me was when i'd be on the freeway and i'd look out the window and i'd see a big roll a, a big line of of um of, oh. of like light <laughs> posts like the big huge like yes i mean yes. like, oh my god i can just go fucking straight right. up that's where like all those fucking things yeah, yeah. burnout makes you fucking dangerous as well like to me at least I, i've heard the, i've heard the katamari anecdote Multiple really? times, people being like, "Yeah, I played you know eight hours of Katamari over the weekend, and <laughs> yeah. then I got in my car and I was like, I had to keep myself from swerving off the road to roll up yeah, bushes seriously. or whatever." I've yeah. never had that's this, extreme. Like, I've never had a video game sort of based instinct affect me as strongly in the real world as Katamari, where I yeah. occasionally I had to like fight off the urge. Be like, what the fuck am I thinking? <laughs> this is terrible. Well, like, I, I finally got Xbox Live like right around the same time as Burnout Revenge came out. And uh, it actually did encourage me to to near miss. Oh God! Like, oh, I, I had I had to resist. I had to resist the urge to like near miss and thread the needle. Like, oh wow! Oh, so that's fucking bad. Anyway, yeah. video games don't make people into killers. <laughs> <laughs> Man, says the, says video game enthusiasts. Yeah, seriously, did you guys see the story about the uh, the kid who like the six year old? Who apparently thought Grand oh, yeah. Theft Auto taught him how to taught him how to drive? I did. Like, drove two miles to try to get to school in the morning. <laughs> if you stop near a girl, <laughs> <laughs> what? It just makes your car bounce around and you lose some money. But 
You get your health back. You get your health back. You get your health sick, back. I don't know. You know, like what if you're, that's pretty cool. Uh, They're like cold, <laughs> right? You know, uh, yeah. Doing then color forms just in there. like he, he. This is what actually impressed me most. Well, not that the other thing impressed me, but <laughs> he, he like. <laughs> if you think that's something, no. But what actually did impress me is that. After he like crashed or something and had to get out of the car, he fucking walked. His car exploded. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, he knew that was happening, so he decided to get out. He crawled yeah. out from underneath the he, wreckage. He, uh, he decided to walk the rest of the way to school, and he got there by like after lunch. That's fucking. What six year old like is that dedicated to school that he like went to such ridiculous lengths? Yeah. Well, he did find an AK and two health pickups. <laughs> yeah, Man, so that's turning into fucking Leno warm up or he, something. He found like three <laughs> secret packages. That's true. pretty good progress. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, but the, yeah, it, that is like a crazy story. I mean, yeah. I guess the kid knew enough to, how did he to, to, to yeah, to, to, to like turn how? the, turn the key in the ignition well, that I can and go into gear yeah. and use the gas and brake. Like that how seems pretty advanced for a six year old. Like I don't understand how he, I don't know. Six year olds can have, you can see over the wheel. Six year olds can have legs. Yeah. See over the yeah, wheel and touch pedals simultaneously. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it obviously wasn't safe in any way whatsoever. <laughs> and he ended up going off the road and running into a utility pole. Yeah. But it, he was probably going like 20 miles an the hour. The utility right pole now. weirdly didn't move. <laughs> well, no. If it was metal, he knocked it over. If it was wood, that's uh, true. It's completely His immobile is and indestructible f- yeah. for some reason. Yeah, um, that's how things work. Uh, video games have learned. Taught me. Yeah, um, <laughs> video they, games learned. Video yeah, games learned. Oh man, I had another video game related real world horrible thing, and I, I forget what it was now. But well, I mean, I know that the fir- speaking of Grand Theft Auto, the first time I ever played Grand oh. Theft Auto three uh, was. It, it was back when I was in college, and it was like a, whatever. It, it was right around the time the game came out, which was like a year or two after the the PS2 came out. Two or three. Yeah, and and so I didn't have a PS2 or the money to buy one, but it was still in the day and age when Blockbuster rented PS2s out, you know. Oh. And so I, I rented it and put down the deposit and and got a copy of Grand Theft Auto Three along with it, and. For whatever reason, like I couldn't. I don't even remember why I couldn't play it for the whole rental period until like like 5 p.m. the night it was due like before the opening opening of the business the next day and so like i i i I put it in i put in the game at 5 p.m. and i literally didn't do anything but play it i didn't even get out of my seat or stop looking at the screen for 16 hours (laughs) until like whatever whatever that would be i guess 8 a.m. the next morning and then i took it out and walked it to Blockbuster and dropped it off before they opened so I wouldn't have to pay any more money for it. And when I came home and laid down in bed and closed my eyes, I could still like see the road like the, the cars yeah. driving i could hear the fucking like yeah, police that's, sirens that's in my ears stay up awake because they just keep seeing non-stop tetris blocks yeah right. but it, it, i felt i felt like i was like uh like i was <laughs> i was having like flashbacks to the war or something <laughs> i was just like hearing and seeing phantom images in my mind while i was trying to go to sleep it was pretty egregious but also pretty sweet because <laughs> that game was fun one of the most lasting mental associations I have with Grand Theft Auto for some strange reason is constantly to this day when I see footage of an accident on the news or if I see a movie where a car is is like being shot at when the smoke starts coming out I'm always like, like get out of there no 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 I'm like there's I'm like oh white smoke they're good they can keep going can. and then like if there's black smoke I'm like oh shit they got like three seconds they better fucking get out of that well they, did, did you hear about that did you hear about uh, there was a news story specifically about that's how that. cars like, work no no earlier earlier this year like uh, <laughs> I, I was I was reading a news story and earlier I remember this the, year like so within the last week sorry last oh, year oh I just pwned you yeah I got completely fucking owned 
here come the cops now. <laughs> Three stars. Uh, but but anyway, there was a news story a while back, like I don't know how many months ago, but it was like this this family uh, drove off the road and their car like rolled over and uh, oh I did hear about this. yeah and, and it was like their preteen daughter or something was was like one of the few uh, people in the car who was still conscious but none of them been killed or anything but the car had flipped over and she knew from grand or she thought from grand theft auto that that meant their car was going to explode <laughs> so she dragged all of her family members like out of the car to safety because of that breaking two <laughs> of their necks <laughs> i don't think it actually exploded well she shot the gas tank after that <laughs> <laughs> She shot each of the tires to watch them pop because yeah. that's pretty neat. <laughs> no, but uh, video games teach people how to save lives. Yeah, man, that's what I've always said. Though, why do you think I write about video games? I'm, it's out of a sense of social justice. Yeah, social conscience. You're giving back to the community that yeah. gave so much to you. Exactly. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. Plus, giving, it's fun mm-hmm. to drive over those telephone poles. Yeah. Get so many. I mean, like you can add so many feet to your. You can add those to your, to your car, and eventually yeah. you'll be getting the fucking buildings. It's like the most efficient way to do it because they're hardly any volume, but they add tons of like actual extra inches. But they make you uneven. That's okay if you get a whole line of them in a row. It ends up being alright. Yeah. Hmm. Man, Katamari is a game I've played in a while. Have you guys seen the footage from from the new game Nobi Nobi Boy? Yeah, it looks insane. <laughs> it looks really insane. And, and I'm really wonderful. happy that it exists. Yeah. So you've watched it. What, what yeah. I, like it, it sounds not not as objective based, which actually yeah. does kind of disappoint me a little bit. Because whatever, I'm fine playing a weird sandbox thing by that guy or whatever the hell it well, is. Well, no, but, but have, have, there there is an objective. Is there involved? Yeah, it, it's like make a dude. Well, it's it's <laughs> each time you <laughs> color a dinosaur. When, whenever you eat stuff, it <laughs> like makes you. Yeah, that's, whenever, like, that's some NES game by Virgin Interactive. Oh, I remember that with game. music by Tommy Tellerico. You color game. a dinosaur. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, in Novi Novi Boy, in the Shack News Game Database. <laughs> I did. In Nobi Nobi Boy, seemingly, like, as you get longer, there's some kind of metagame thing where there's, like, a female Nobi Nobi that is, like... Nobi gro- Nobi girl? Maybe. That's, like, growing out into space from the planet you're on, <laughs> and, like, your progress is based on how far out into the solar system she is or something. Like, I don't know. There, there is some kind of weird, like, get your Nobi Nobi Boy as long as you can kind of objective going <laughs> on, I think. I don't know. But the it looks really weird, and from anyone except Keita Takahashi... You would think it was just a prototype, but they're definitely going to release it like that. <laughs> well, and it has awesome weird like network game, right? Yeah, yeah. But it has a really strange like sort of Moog synth uh, soundtrack Moog. where. It, oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Music Major. <laughs> it, it, it's it, pronounced Moog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, yeah, it's a misconception. But but like as you as you as, as he grows longer, as the Nobi Nobi Boy grows longer, or whatever, it's just sort of like this weird tone in the background. It's like. Like, <laughs> it's awesome. That's so good. Yeah, I, I, I really like, like, I mean, the, the art style is still, it's obviously even pushed to be even more simple and sort of minimalist than Katamari, but the, I really liked that the actual, the fidelity of current gen consoles still super shows through, because, like, the shapes are really simplistic, Yeah, but the... The actual Curves poly count and the nice. fidelity, like, yeah. really, it yeah, looks, yeah. it looks great. Like, well, it the, looks, it looks almost like vector. The, the crazy ass, like, physics calculations of yeah and uh, actually this the weird tube yeah, stuff is the, crazy the, the rope physics of him like tying himself in knots and everything is crazy to comprehend like, yeah it's, it's cool it's pretty fucking incredible that that is like a real-time playable thing you know and like yep. you can do all this rope <laughs> physics stuff and it's not pre-rendered i really like that they put out there was like 
it might have been at TGS when there were a couple images released from that game, and it was suddenly like people were like, wait, is this turned into some 2D thing? And it's like that's just the title screen. Yeah, right. Oh, right. Breaking, people are like, oh no, I'm so disappointed that this that this yeah. that this turned into this game where you're just like a couple circles connected together, and then oh, that's just yeah, that's just a crazy weird micro game that I love when games do stuff like that. That's yeah. such like a an exclusively video gamey thing to have a title screen that isn't in itself an embedded game. Yeah. I love shit like that. Like, I really enjoy when people take the time to do, like, this is a really very minimal example compared to that, but I was just, since I was playing it over the break, um, Pikmin 2 has the little Pikmin 2 logo on the front is actually entirely made up of little blossoms of the right. Pikmin, and you can, like, rearrange it into crazy shapes and stuff. Oh, that's cool. And you would never notice unless you try just fiddling around with the triggers and buttons when it's there. Um, sort of like the uh, Lionhead logo that they do like weird physics shit yeah, with in a bunch of their exactly, games. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Like uh-huh. pulling on Mario's face in Mario 64. I don't remember doing that. His huge face comes up and says, it's a me Mario, and you're supposed to be blown away by how <laughs> 3D like it is. Mario, him Mario. And then you can, you can, you can pull oh, on right. his face yeah, and yeah. make it oh, stick, really? and yeah, you can yeah, make yeah, his yeah. nose stretch all weird, yeah. and then it bounces back. Oh, weird. Because it's a him. I, I never, I didn't have a N64. Oh, and I didn't cool. really play very much either, of that game. But yeah, but I do remember seeing that. At that sounds pretty hilarious. Uh, Sweet. Yeah. By the way, Pikmin <clears throat> Two multiplayer, badass. It's fucking good. Everyone should play it. Yeah, Jake knows. I played it. I played it, I played it with that. you guys. Yeah. I, you you brought it over to my apartment one time, and it was pretty. It was fun. Yeah. I, that game is being re-released for Wii. I think. Well, Wait, is it Pikmin One in one in one package? I think. Oh, really? So Pikmin Two is coming to the Wii. One. I don't know. Yeah, I thought it was just Pikmin One, which was like disappointing and idiotic because Pikmin Two multiplayer is I seriously believe, well, I can only speak in terms of the game I've played, but in terms of the games I've played, it's my favorite uh, console-exclusive real-time strategy like thing. Yeah, it's really it's cool that the, really, the, really the really rounds cool. are like three to ten minutes long. Yeah, it's, it's, and, it's, and it's really well-suited to the interface. Like, you yeah. don't feel like you need a mouse to do it, even though you're controlling like 50 guys, up to 50 guys. Yeah. Because um, you actually have an avatar in the world. That I, is directing these yeah. dudes around. I also and just it, like that it's just, it's a. It, I mean, it's. I, I would. I was gonna say like a pure RTS, but it's not at all. It's a weird Nintendo thing. It's like, yeah, it's but like it's cool. For the flag, it's like a mixture of yeah, but the flag it, and RTS. It's cool. That there's an RTS style game that you can play in a party game environment that actually has decently scalable tactics and like. Right. It, it looks simple, but people can show up that have played it before and absolutely rape you. Right. And, it's uh, like a real fucking competitive game. Yeah. Except that it's but it's short it's, it's and short. Like pretty accessible. Yeah. But the actual level of depth for people who know what they're doing is crazy. Like my friend Tyler and I, who we started playing that game right when it came out because we really liked the first one. The first one was only a single-player game, and so we were excited about two. We thought it had a co-op mode, and we were disappointed because it didn't, but we started playing the multiplayer anyway, and it's versus. We've basically been playing it ever since it came out, and at this point, like, and Jake knows because Jake's been playing it for a long time too. Now. Yeah, ever like, since you introduced me to that game, like, basically, right. Jared and I just play Pikmin. Right. Like, it's <laughs> My like friend. when you just when you sit down with someone who knows what they're doing and you play, it's fucking competitive. Like those games are close. Like, yep. it's it's basically a cap to the flag type of thing, and you can have situations where like seconds separate victory for either player. After like fifteen minutes of play, it'll come down to like a matter of seconds sometimes, yep. or. You know, if someone has a really good round, they can just brutalize the other guy. But it's always because of stuff they did. It's not like Mario Kart, where literally it's like, oh, it's got the blue shell. Like, there are some analogs to that in Pikmin, but it's it's a pretty skill-based game. Yep. It's pretty rad. And no one ever talks about the multiplayer, so I just want to mention that. In Get case. it out there. Yeah, so yeah. Pikmin I mean, 3, I would love a multiplayer. Online fucking multiplayer is what they need to do. Yeah. I actually am afraid that online multiplayer would fuck up. 
Pikmin. Really? Because with any RTS of any sort that goes online, people immediately find (laughs) exactly how to just fuck it up and make it so that you are raped in three seconds. If you play it the way that you think it's supposed to be played, someone will show you that the real way it's supposed to be played is this horrible way that is not actually (laughs) at all how the game was intended to be played, but it's how you fucking rape people in 20 seconds. In a hole. (laughs) Yeah, it was a weird choice of Nintendo's to put Pikmin 3 on Battle.net. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. but you know uh, yeah the uh well i don't well that's fair that's fine i, I but you're right though i would i, I would happily play you play on friends. the pikmin yeah, 3 like yeah. i just want to be online to play with you. i mean we can swap friend codes now, like, oh god on, most games at this point i don't play with random people almost ever right games that are online you I don't play a quick match of smash brothers i've never done that i've never actually played time. brawl online no. um i i pretty much exclusively play online games with friends at this point so that's why i want pikmin 3 online but yeah yes it's rad i really think it's one of the best split-screen multiplayer experiences I've ever played. It's just fantastic. What else were you playing over the break? Um, Tomb Raider Underworld I played a lot of. I played oh, yeah? all throughout Hitman Blood Money. Oh, yeah. Um, which I got on your recommendation. Yeah, what was... was amazing. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm I'm I actually picked it. that up as well, but I've only played through like the tutorial encounter in the first half of the first thingamabob. Yeah. Tutorial is not... It was. It's not very. It's not very representative. No. Yeah. I mean, the the tutorial. I. I well. I'd never played a Hitman game before, so the tutorial was enjoyable for me. Also, this is a stupid thing to be excited by, but I switched to first person mode for a second out of curiosity. I was so fucking happy that I could see my feet and hands climbing over (laughs) shit. Why don't other games do that? Why does Gordon Freeman not have a body? Yeah. I've asked all about that, and they said that um, they had to just make a call between trying to deal with elements of the Half Life series, like walking on very thin planks. And climbing like certain, t- like just doing certain types of things that when they tried actually, oh, and like getting into a car and dealing with the animation on that, like because everything happens seamlessly in those games. They said it just presented a lot of visual challenges that they had to sort of just make yep. a, a, a call between either clean break, no seeing yourself, or modeling an just insane right. amount of special cases. So they just the they just show the hands when you get the soup, and hopefully they've played Far Cry Two and said holy shit you can open doors and climb <laughs> right. into cars and pick up items yeah. and do all or sorts of crazy and, and yeah. still not have feet. and still not have feet admittedly <laughs> but like yeah. it seems like if you look at the, the way that like hitman does it where you have a body that walks Actually, around halo has yeah i guess halo does although, it but the way they get around with it in vehicles is they bring you into third person when you yeah vehicle. yeah but no, like, there's I, a there's a lot of development yeah. challenges with like sort of merging actual body awareness with with first person because it's like either you're basically making a third-person game where you model and animate an entire character for the player and right. put the camera in their face, which generally ends up making stuff look really yeah, awkward like, in first-person. Like, I mean, even in Hitman, because, I wouldn't, I yeah. would never play that game in first-person all the time. But yeah, because Hitman, to- Hitman, that's exactly what they do because it's primarily a third-person yeah. game. And when you go into first-person, it does look kind of really weird and awkward. And yeah. Oh, like, it does. I, I, it was just, I, I, it was just exciting. It was just exciting to be able to look down and see like the dude, like the body in the suit yeah. and see the feet playing yeah. a blatantly nicely animated walk cycle. Yeah. I mean, that's but, like, but that's, that's, I can how imagine that it would fall apart. That's how they did it with, um, with like fear and monolith games like condemned and stuff is they, you never see your character. Fear? Yeah. It, they, that was, that you have a full third-person model, but you only ever see you from first-person. Person. Oh, okay. You can through like developer commands, but right, not in right, the full right. game. Yeah. But but they basically they they gave you a full body, but they animated like 
the third person body to look good from first person. So where where those two things collide is when you see your own shadow, you see like oh, right, your you see, torso like, weird, like, like <laughs> wiggling around yeah. and like like you're like so so it's it's hard to actually do it well and not have the seams show through yeah. somewhere. You know, it's, it's nice that people are getting closer and closer to figuring out how to do that with like, just I mean I guess not only figuring it out but new newer yeah tech yeah i mean uh hey do you guys play this game fallout 3 uh when you're in first person in that game fall no falling out falling out flat out the racing game falling out of three yeah falling out three uh-huh yeah uh do you remember do you when you go into first person do you see your feet if you look straight down i anyway as a rule most people don't look down (laughs) good point but I know, like body image. I, I've been <laughs> sort of gamer body image you issue. That, did you guys see that story about gamer body image? That's what I was referring to. Oh, okay, yeah, I did. Yeah, where, funny. where, when, when uh, male players play a game that features a like physically idealized male character, they start to feel more depressed about yeah, themselves. It's really hilarious. Yeah, well, explains a lot of things. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Someone just got intangibly burned. <laughs> that guy could get a girlfriend. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did read that, and it's sort of sad a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> sad if true. Yeah, but there aren't there there aren't that many. I don't know. I guess it depends on what kinds of games you're playing. If you're a huge God of War fan, I guess that effect hits you pretty strongly. But like, wait, why? Wait, what? What do you mean? Because there's a, a ideal. You're a beefy dude who rips yeah. people apart and then has sex with people. Yeah, there's a totally ripped okay. avatar on screen at all times. But if you're playing Half Life, you don't even see yourself. Oh, you know? well, that was the whole point of the survey. Or maybe yeah. you do see but, yourself. But I'm just saying there aren't that many games, at least that I've played, where. There's like a super ripped dude that is supposed to be you on screen That's all the true. time. That's true. Actually, I, th- I would say that that sort of character archetype is probably most prevalent in the first person sort of type of game. Well, I mean, I mean or or about, in like, games that I don't really play like, that, that much, like yeah. wrestling games, for instance. <laughs> well, those guys already spend their time surely actually watching real dudes who look like that on television. Probably, like, probably for playing a wrestling game, you probably yeah. also enjoy wrestling. Well, I guess, uh, but any kind of fighting game, I guess, like Street Fighter games or yeah, whatever. But I, I mean, know. who knows? Maybe even like Mario gives people body image issues. <laughs> <laughs> God, I wish I was a rotund, pudgy plumber. God, he's so fucking hunky. He's. <laughs> I was gonna go with he's so adorable. I'm not adorable at all. <laughs> oh, he's so him. marketable. I'm not marketable at all. <laughs> you're pretty marketable. GameGamaSutra.com's Chris Remo. Thanks, I, buddy. I, I think that you're a pretty solid brand. <laughs> I, try, I try to craft my image that way. Re.mo. Re.mo. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone who lives in the Macau Islands and owns a business, um, could you register Re.mo for me, and I'll pay you back. Apparently, to to register an MO top level domain, you have to uh, have an you have to be associated with an actual business located on the Macau Islands. I don't even know if that's how you pronounce the Macau Islands, and you have to use their. It's name Macau. Macau. <laughs> <laughs> Mo- <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah. The uh, the Christmas Islands wish they had thought of this particular <laughs> set of requirements before yeah. opening up their TLD. Yeah, or the the Cook Islands. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> also, if you live in the Cook Islands or have a lot of money, please register idlethumbs.co.ck for us. Yeah, we would, would be, be very happy. <laughs> <laughs> also, while you're at it, register 8bit.co.ck. Yeah. yeah. With the midnight companion piece to 8bitcock.com. 
Yeah, whatever you can think of. Or, you know, eight, <laughs> you know just register. Fuck it. Register any goddamn domain and point out our website. 8bitcock.cock, you know? also acceptable. That, <laughs> yeah. You could make also a subdomain on that site, 8bitcock. Dot eight bit cock dot cock or cock dot eight bit cock dot cock. Jesus. Dot eight bit cock dot cock. This is not even allowed to be on iTunes at all anymore. Uh, slash even cock. With an, even with an adult time. penis. <laughs> Clown penis dot part. Part. Wow, I just wow. did a there. <laughs> and video games. What kind of video games? A computer game. Oh, I like those. I Have played you played Tomb Raider? Oh, you've been playing it on your computer? On my computer. Which Tomb Raider? Tomb on Raider? A personal computer. A microcomputer? A microcomputer. An IBM? IBM compatible? Yeah, an IBM PCAT compatible? Uh, Tandy. Are you playing on your so, Tandy? So you, so you, Picked that up at Radio Shack? Yeah. <laughs> so, so you've been playing Tomb Raider <laughs> Underworld on your Tandy. Did you say IBM PC compatible or Tandy? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't played on my Tandy. I, I personally got the yeah. Amiga version of. Tomb Raider Tomb Underworld. Raider. <laughs> Got it on Steam. I wouldn't be surprised if someone would made a Commodore 64 version of Tomb Raider Underworld. Like, I, I wouldn't I be surprised like if there was one thing. Eastern European guy who was actually trying to port it to the Amiga also. Yeah, that's, what that's basically <laughs> what I mean, yeah. like, that <laughs> like, kind of thing. Yeah, There's probably a dude doing that. So, so what do you think of Underworld? It's awesome. That's cool. Sweet. Yeah. I really like it a lot. Um, I played, I played probably eight hours of it or so. and I really, So you beat it? No, I don't know how long it is, but uh, I'm, I have not beat it. Maybe maybe I haven't played that much of it. I don't know. Maybe it's more like five hours. I don't know. I've played some I don't know how long the game is. It's pretty fun. And <laughs> some amount of hours have been played. Yeah, there have been hours. In fact, Steam could tell you. You can go look at my Steam account right now and see if I'm lying my ass off. Oh, man. I friended some reader uh, on Steam. Some reader. I'm a big douche. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, for- I forget usernames and real names, but... Uh, he friended me, and then like I came back. He was like, "Oh, hey, what's up? What's up?" Yeah, on, on Steam. Steam yeah. And then uh, like twenty four hours later, I came back to my computer, and it was like, hey, "You don't, you don't play a lot of games, do you?" Jeez, <laughs> fuck this. I was like, "What the hell?" I don't know if he said <laughs> "fuck this," but like the, the implied attitude is like, "What the hell?" So I don't actually play a lot of games. So uh, <laughs> yeah, well, we already know that about you. I, mean, I know, but you listen to our podcast. But then someone looked at my Steam profile and found the truth that it was like no hours of game this week. It was like, <laughs> oh well, that sucks. You should probably play more games. I. Well, I that that's also true of me, but that's just because I haven't played anything that I've downloaded on Steam. Well, yeah, but I mean, I also haven't really played a whole lot of games. I did. <laughs> oh, okay. I, 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 <laughs> well, you then. probably do actually play more games than Jake does. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you do. I picked up. I picked sure up a lot of, of games during the uh, Steam holiday sale, though. So I picked up one game and during the Steam holiday that sale. Can play more games. Yeah, I got I got an all new video card. So my New Year's resolution for the year of the video game is to play a video game. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you can do it. No, I, I'm. I, I I'll help to you play out games. if you want. Really? Oh wait, more than one game. Well, hopefully multiple games. You'll oh. help me out though. Is it going to be creepy like Ghost? <laughs> <laughs> you can just feel my presence on your hand as you guide the uh, no, mouse I meant around. Like, I meant like making a pot. I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, is he a ghost at that point? I thought he might have still been alive. No, I, I think he's that was, a ghost. So that makes it more hot though. I, I, so, think, that, I think that was her like him being a ghost and her thinking he was there or whatever. I didn't see that fucking movie. I've just go- seen that was a, scene uh, on VH1. Did you see Ghost, don't, don't did you you see ghost Dad? I did see that. <laughs> that was the sequel to Ghost. The spiritual successor to Ghost. <laughs> ghost Dad. Man, the, uh, with, with, with the third in the I series think it's the, the Ghost Ebert, Dads. The Ebert quote from that, I think, is constant mugging wears thin. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like the, that's a good pull quote from review of Ghost Dad. Anyway, um... <laughs> In other video game news. Did you guys hear about this show, Coach? It was oh, on man. for yeah, nine we talked years. Nine seasons. Yeah, we've anyway. already covered Coach. 
My bad. So, uh, so Tomb Raider. We're probably all about Coach. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Tomb Raider. It's pretty sweet. What do you like about it? It's um, cool. I mean, Tomb Raider has a reputation at this point with the exception of maybe the most recent game for not being good. Yeah. And, and I, it's, it's good it's, now, it's apparently. Fun. Yeah, apparently. I, I really haven't played... This is the first Tomb Raider game I've actually played since the very first one on PC. I don't remember if it came out first on PC or PlayStation, but I played the original one on PC. And yeah. It's yeah, so did I. Yeah, yeah. And since then that I've played Tomb Raider. I, I, have so, I have some good memories with the original game. Like I don't really even. I, I, I was playing with There's a friend. Alligators? The, there was a no. T-Rex. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the main thing I remember <laughs> is is that you could do that swan dive move off of the edge of yeah. anything that was high. And, you can't do that in this game. I've tried. Oh, uh, That's too bad. That's like the iconic thing. Yeah. Because at some well, point... you can. And I don't know the button or something. Yeah. I don't think but, but at some you point... You type swan dive. <laughs> <laughs> there's, like, there's a text parser. Yeah. My my friend my friend and I who were playing when we were like whatever fourteen or something like we found this cliff edge that was whatever twenty stories up or something and we just did a quick save there and went swan dive Lara Croft yeah. off of the edge and we discovered that their sound designer <laughs> did it not in, expect in, that one no no inserted the mo- the most horrible appropriate neck snapping noise when you <laughs> when you swan dive into rock it's just so sickening oh, it's just like. And you're just like, oh, and then it's the like game the over screen, like and you're just like, holy shit, snap, right? It's like, it, it's gruesome, it, but it it has it, it's really good in a, like in a, in a sort of <laughs> terrifying really way. Well, I mean, it's 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 like really, it is how it should sound, but it's gross and disturbing, yeah, uh, nice. and pretty awesome. Uh, but I, I played a little bit of Legend. Uh, I played like an hour or two of Tomb Raider Legend. Which one was that? That was the one immediately before Underworld, which I understand. Underworld is largely based on as far as the mechanics and a lot of the sort of the stuff you do in it is is uh pretty much taken you know it's it's a continuation of that game more or less but uh, so that one like was the first one that Crystal like the first sort of real one that Crystal Dynamics did because I know they yeah. did Tomb Raider Anniversary right Tomb Raider Anniversary sort of actually came out after uh, Legend and it oh, was based so Legend on Legend was as the well first one that they did. yeah Legend okay, Le- Legend was like they took the game after whatever the one was before that dark angel or something and uh and they sort of rebooted it or yeah, whatever they threw a huge amount of tomb raider out yeah yeah but and but but they tried Probably to the best yes, yeah they, they tried the to remake sort of what was good about the original games with with more modern mechanics and then anniversary was them remaking the original game with all those new mechanics and stuff and the thing that's interesting about that is that uh Doug Church was actually the design director at Crystal Dynamics when Legend was really? uh, designed, and he he had a Wait, big really? hand. Yeah, I did not know that. It, that that's I, I didn't know it. I I learned that recently, but yeah, Doug Church had a big hand in like redesigning Tomb Raider to be Legend. Um, wow, and I, I don't know how much credit he in, as an individual deserves, but he was involved in that project, which is an interesting thing. That's it was interesting. it was before he went to EA. Yeah, must obviously. Yeah. Been. Cool. So um, fascinating. New Tomb Raider engaging. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny that you mentioned the original one because I didn't have actually. I didn't really like it at the time, and that probably is not reflective on the quality of the game. But what did, do you guys remember? What year that was? Was that ninety seven, ninety six? I think it was. I think it was like ninety six. Ninety six. Yeah. 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 That was definitely the era when three D platformers were like brand new. Yeah. And I hated them. Yeah. I didn't same. Like, didn't like Mario sixty four. Didn't like Tomb Raider, even though I played a lot of it because it was sort of like a big sort of banner title at the time and mm-hmm. I'm like, well, okay, whatever. You know, I'll play this. Like just and I just I didn't I couldn't do it. I the, couldn't the, fucking do it. The with level it. of refinement 2D platformers had gotten to and even the sort of level of sort of I guess like 
at the time agency and immersion that PC 3D titles offered. Yeah, like first person. Yeah, first games. person PC games and 2D right. platformers. Yeah, and I mean, I played seeing those sort of combined in the first generation of of console 3D platformers, it was really it always felt ham fisted and yeah. clunky to me, but and I, I mean, just couldn't I do it. Terminator on PC. Oh, really? Like, yeah. Yeah. So did I. Oh, weird. Yeah. Came I mean, in the trapezoidal box. I didn't play a lot of console games. No, weird. I that I, I only and, played uh, that on console. And uh, okay. the um, it, it was from the it was from the era of IDOS games where all their boxes were trapezoids that the original Thief came out in. Right. As right. Well. And but I mean, for oh, me, man, it was less a good like, trend. Weird box I mean, shapes. The thing Sorry. that was that was interesting to me <clears> as a PC gamer was that for and and I was I was talking to a coworker about this who was someone who was like a big console gamer at the time. He was talking about like when PlayStation came out, it was like this uh, this really hard shift to 3d mm-hmm. it was like oh god everything's got to be 3d now like there was still some 2d stuff but i mean it was definitely like whereas on the pc, PC it was a, it, it was scaled just, up like, yeah ever since 92 like people had been starting to do some 3d stuff and like tie fighter like x-wing those games are what 92 well, i mean super early flight sims uh, even right. and like that shitty pc terminator well, game there's 3d yeah. stuff that <laughs> which was a bethesda way, game yeah. back there was 3D really? stuff that yeah. was way older than that maybe it was I mean, awesome like, Maybe there, there, shit. there is a weird like there, there's a weird sort of cult fan base for that game it's like actually that game was totally sweet i i don't the the, the terminator, first terminator pc game terminator whatever oh, right the one where you could like drive trucks but yeah that, that is true that the 2d and like or the sort of shift from 2d to 3d was a way more gradual right. evolution on the pc and, and so it just it was, just felt like yeah. a thing yeah i was very yeah. accustomed to 3d on the pc what i hated was 3d and platformers like i played the shit out of 3d flight games on the pc and like all sorts of stuff yeah but I hated 3D and platformers, and I just couldn't do it either on the PC or console. And I remember trying to play Tomb Raider because I felt like I should play this game because everyone was talking about it. It was like one of those things that was like a like one of those weird games that became a breakout thing, and people who didn't play video games right. knew about it. And I'm like, oh man, I sh-, like missed my, for example, same thing. Yeah. And uh, and I'm like, oh, I guess I should play this. <laughs> like the seventh guest. <laughs> yeah, the seventh guest. I it felt so a beckoning and, like, skeleton hand. I felt like I was like phantasmagoria things and like. Not like Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I feel like I just what? never had... Like movie. Gabriel Knight 2. <laughs> yeah. Like Zach McCracken and the Alien Mindbenders. Uh, so anyway... It's sort of like that, I think. Weren't there Mindbenders in the original Tomb Raider? Yeah, there were aliens and Mindbenders, but they never combined them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. But no, anyway, I couldn't. I didn't no, really get into that game at the time, and I didn't end up following the Tomb Raider series even after I got into 3D stuff more. And uh, now I'm playing this one, and it's awesome. Yeah. And I, I mean, I well, like, what are you liking about it? I like that it's it really like one of the main reasons I got it one because there was a big Steam sale, and I got addicted to buying stuff on Steam. <laughs> I spent about two hundred dollars on Steam. Holy in December. shit. And bought eighteen or nine. But think of the savings that two hundred dollars got you. Well, I literally got eighteen to twenty games. Yeah, like that's fucking preposterous. That's like ten dollars each, ten or eleven dollars each. Um, and so uh, no tax. What? No tax on Steam. Good deals. Yeah, no tax exactly, and no shipping. So, uh, and I I had been playing Prince of Persia, which I also got on Steam, and and just wasn't. I mean, I talked about Prince of Persia on a, on a prior cast, and like so, you, as you guys know, it's already it was not. I just. I was really irritated by the complete lack of challenge and the complete wishy-washy nature of almost everything about it. Like the the sort of closest comparison I can draw. <laughs> My computer's making noises. Um, the the <laughs> sort of what Prince of Persia, the new one, reminds me of is like when you go see a Hollywood movie that is that certain type of film. Just sort of really inoffensive. Yeah, it's like the whole like it just movie, washes over you. Yeah, wow, you guys know what I'm going to say. This is amazing. <laughs> Um, like you sort of go to it and you get the sense that, yeah, like basically 
the only goal with this thing was to make an experience that was like not particularly challenging and sort of just pleasant enough that you can spend a couple hours and not be irritated by it and sort of be done and be like, oh, well, that was it. I had fun. Sad- was fun. Sadly, though, and Prince of Persia fun. irritates you. It irritates me because of that. Because yeah. it's, like, it's, it's, it's not. Well, I mean, in, in the same way that a lot of those Hollywood movies right. that are engineered not to irritate people irritate some people. Right. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I mean, they can still be successful. Like, I don't know. I mean, but I, it just. And maybe that's not what they were going for, but that's certainly how it comes off to me. Like, right. everything about the game seems like it's trying to hedge its bets. Well, you know, I mean, I, th- I think they were definitely going for, like, accessibility. Right. Like, hey, anybody can pick this up and play it and not be scared of, of yeah. dying but or failing like, or whatever. why are you playing a game if there's no... I mean, I, I was talking to Jonathan Blow in Montreal, and he was saying... Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you're talking to that guy. <laughs> I was talking to a dude, and he was, he was sort of saying that, you know, he he thinks that challenge is actually something that that shouldn't be seen as like we shouldn't try to downplay too much in the name of accessibility because it is a fundamentally crucial part of what makes a game like that it's almost like games are good when you have to play them (laughs) i mean well i I mean to to be fair i think that sort of the the nuance of his argument there is that challenge shouldn't be like downplayed in games where the core engagement of them is to be challenged, you know? So, like, in a game like Prince of Persia where, oh, what's interesting about this game? Well, it's challenging to figure out what route you should take through the space and coordinate your button presses to do it properly. And you take the challenge away, and it's like, well, now you're just doing rote tasks, you know? Yeah. Whereas, if if there was a game sort of uh, structure where challenge wasn't the basis of why it was interesting, that then... I, I, I I don't think it, I don't think it's fair to say that, that he argues that all games should be challenging, but there's like this trend of taking games where the core entertainment value of them is to be challenged and remove the challenge for accessibility, which just kind of deflates all meaning from the the experience. Yeah, you know, although I think he also just generally is also more in favor of games in which the challenge is a fairly important part. I mean, based on the conversation yeah, I have with him, I I don't think he generally is as impressed by games. So not a solitaire man. No, I mean he. I mean he definitely. Like I don't know, but I. I, I mean, I, I mean, I'll publish I, this full interview at yeah. some point soon. But like he definitely seemed to be arguing. The challenge police are coming the to get us. Are, yeah, no, I, but but I think it's unfair to characterize like. I don't think there's sort of an idea that a game like Animal Crossing is invalid because it's not challenging because it was never meant to be challenging. But like taking are you speaking for Jonathan Blower yourself at this point. Well, I, uh, that's how I'm reading the argument that I've that I've heard him uh-huh. make in a, a number of speeches. I don't think he's sort of like, oh, all games should kick your ass. It's more like well, when, where there's this trend of taking whatever challenging FPS or RPG or kind of like core old school like yeah, game I, structures I you're and pulling the challenge out I, of them. That's yeah. invalid as opposed to like the sims should kick your ass like you know yeah that's not what the sims is well, about at its core you know? fine. I, I think probably what he's saying might be a little further on that spectrum than you might think at least based based on, on him, the terms uh, yeah. in which that he was i mean it sounded a little more definite to me the way he's saying it but uh, maybe you're probably right in that he he probably wouldn't make as broad a statement as as the way i initially characterized it. so anyway whatever the point <laughs> that i was trying to make was Prince We're talking Prince. about fucking video game theories. Yeah. Bro. Um, I don't know. You guys are just arguing over who's going to more accurately put words in Jonathan Bell's right. mouth. That's why I want to get off the topic because it seems like something we shouldn't yeah. be trying I to. I guess. Yeah. But anyway, um, Prince of Persia, <laughs> just saying. no matter what, fucking fails on that front because <laughs> a big... It fails the blow like test? One, 
it succeeds at the blow test. Um, it's basically one one big quick ouch quick time event that. Uh, I still always think someone's going to say one big quick time movie when they say that sort of thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's not what I was going to say. I know it's one big quick time event. Yeah. And it is weird that QuickTime is like what people call that. Who came up with I think that? it's a term that existed before QuickTime event or QuickTime movie. Anyway. I, I think that Yu Suzuki came up with that term. Did he really? It's a, it, I believe it was for first Shenmue? used for Shenmue, yeah. yeah. I think that, that might be right. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's basically the effect of how it feels to play Prince of Persia to me. And then just almost everything about it, the characters and the dialogue, it all feels very just sort of... Calculated? Like, yeah, just bland and just kind yeah. of like, we want to make sure this is like a very sort of... <laughs> nice. Like, nice experience. You'll have a nice time playing this. And it's just like, there's no... There's yeah. nothing about this game that like really grabs me and says like, I this game actually has some direction behind it. Except right. in some of the visuals, but I feel like yeah. they sabotage themselves even in that department. Yeah. So I mean, I've, yeah. That goddamn tune shader, that gosh darn tune shader. <laughs> yeah. That might not be a tune shader. It's not actually a tune shader. Um, contrary to the beliefs of the internet. Um, it's not a Tomb so, Shader or a Tomb Raider. Of Tomb Raider. Yeah. <laughs> um, the thing I like about Tomb Raider, and it's, you know, I, I will acknowledge that part of my opinions on Tomb Raider are definitely influenced by my opinions on, on Prince of Persia, but in comparison, both of them being games that are sort of like runny, jumpy, fighty, platformer action games set in exotic locations like there aren't too many games like that so i mean yeah. within that segment prince of, uh, i'm sorry tomb raider unworld is such a far superior one that it really it like really struck me because i played them within a few weeks and so right i i was really impressed by how good tomb raider underworld was at that formula yeah. where prince of persia failed so dismally and the main reason is it's a goddamn it's a fucking video game yeah it's like you play it and it's an actual thing you play like if you miss a jump you fucking miss it. You fuck up. Like, I find myself, uh, that's not a reason on its own, but there's just like a feeling to Tomb Raider that you are in a world that is governed by physics and governed by mechanics, and the things you do actually matter. Well, like, and even right. in, in, in the fiction of this game, if you're playing as a character who's leaping across like parapets or who's exploring a tomb, you want you want there to be risk, in my opinion. Exactly. I mean, that's, that's, yeah. that's more a sort of, I guess, like narrative or yeah. world reason than gameplay, right. but it... I, I don't know. I like yeah, I no, like. I mean, there's, no, it's true. I mean, the, the, actually, at, sorry to go back to Prince of Persia for a second. Oh yeah, sure. It's funny that a hallmark of the Prince of Persia franchise pre the Ubisoft 3D ones <laughs> yeah, was right. gruesome <laughs> fucking deaths. And then they make one where you can't die. Yeah, <laughs> what the fuck is that? Like, if you brought that game back to like the early 90s yeah. and reviewed it, people would be like, what is, who calls this shit Prince of Persia? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Imagine if they rebooted the series with that shit. Right. It's like, like uh, yeah. Uh, Anyway. And it's actually it's funny. Um, <laughs> speaking of, of the relationship between those series, um, the the uh, I mean, Steve. Wait, what happened? Nothing. Was, I made a noise. Well, anyway, yeah. The um, a mic fart. This game, Prince of Persia. I'm God. I keep doing it. I hate when I can't say things properly. Um, also, if later, you go back five or six years in time, uh, yeah, and someone who keeps confusing. The new Prince of Persia and the new Tomb Raider is a hilarious concept. That's true. Yeah. When, when <laughs> Why do I keep screwing up Prince of Persia and Tomb Raider? Like, right when Sands of Time came out and Tomb Raider was, like, pooping on itself. Eventually, like, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. who is this These guy? These series have swapped roles. Yeah. yeah. And anyway. it's funny because, um, on that note, I guess, um, the, uh, the uh, Prince of Persia Sands of Time, like, that game is actually 
I, there are a lot of similarities in my mind between that game and the current Tomb Raider Underworld. Like, I get the same sensation. Like, one of the things I loved about Sands of Time, you walk into a room, you look around, and it's this big, really intricately constructed environment, and you have to look around and kind of figure out, like, how am I going to to get across this crazy obstacle course or solve this crazy puzzle with moving things around and, like, putting things into place and, and surpassing this thing? All the Prince of Persia games have that, but the new one, you don't really care because you can always just keep trying things on a granular right. basis until you get it right. With Tomb Raider, I get that same sense that I loved about about Prince of Persia, which is I'm I'm exploring this big space. There's this great atmosphere. Like it's I'm just looking around, trying to get around this. And I've had times in Underworld where I'll just sit there for a few minutes and just kind of look around and judge distances yeah. and like yeah. look at things and try to figure it out before right. I actually do it. Yeah, that's really and exciting. That yeah. makes me want to play it's that game. Great. Yeah, it's, and it's and like, the and that's. It, it 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 all ties together, right? Because what you're trying, to, what you're doing there is putting consideration into the 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 acts you're going to perform, and to for the for the player to be motivated to consider what they're doing at all, there needs to be risk to right, to doing exactly, anything, right. and to be risk there has to be consequence, right? And so when you remove the consequence within this framework of I might die if I do the wrong thing, then it falls like a house of cards. Th- well, then there's just no reason to even give a shit about <laughs> anything you're doing, right? Yeah. Be- because it's like, I might as well exactly just go true. in a random direction until I don't die. Cause right. I'm just going to go back to the platform every right. time I fuck right. up, you know, and, and also the level, the level of auto the engagement of isn't there, right? It's ridiculous. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, that happens. In <laughs> a gust of wind comes in. <laughs> right. Like that happens in Tomb Raider 2. Well, a magical like girlfriend saves your ass every five seconds. Yeah. If that's a gust of wind. Where's Lara Croft's magical girlfriend? <laughs> the nerds can only dream. Uh, yeah. But I mean, the, you know, any, like there's, there's a certain amount of control autocorrection that goes on in any game like this just to keep it it's from like being, bullshit rubber band bullshit <laughs> but you know there's well that, like, like like you mean auto lining up with edges so you don't fall off and right. shit like that well, and if you if you jump onto like a tiny tiny little like surface that's just a few you slide in both diameter, legs off both like, sides <laughs> I mean, classic nut yeah. shot the game has to sort of like right just you know, well, but if if you step off an edge, you automatically like grab it, so you don't right. just fall well, to your oh, death or whatever. Stuff like that, that kind yeah, of stuff. That's yeah. not what I meant, but that too. Yeah. Okay. And uh, you know, it's just there, there's a balancing act between that. Like you have to do a certain amount of that to make the game playable. You know, yeah. in, in, especially in a well, 3D environment. That sort of stuff. But you have makes to balance it, it properly. It does. If it's done right, it does make it uh, far more fun. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like I mean, and it makes it yeah. makes you it, feel like you're participating right. in something where that, the character that, that knows what they're doing. Like in 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 Tomb Raider. There are a lot of times when, when you're trying to judge a distance, if you're, for example, grabbing on a ledge, and maybe the maybe prior Tomb Raider games did this too, I don't I don't know, but you know, and you and you there's another ledge you could you're considering jumping to, Lara will sort of look toward it towards it expectantly and you'll and obviously to indicate yes she can make that jump right which i really like because yeah. it's like well clearly she would know how right. far she can jump so that helps me know yeah i mean all, all that stuff is to help the player be able to do what they intend to do exactly where, right. whereas right keeping you from dying if you fall off a cliff is right. just not exactly. letting the player right. well, yeah i mean that's up. yeah it's, uh, like games, games that actually way. let you sort of meet your intent it's so exciting like yeah. that was Sands of, Sands of Time was one of the first games that actually made me feel that way in a 3D platformer because I sort of, I guess, maybe didn't play a lot of 3D platformers for yeah. a while. Yeah. But just looking at, looking, I'm here, there's this thing over here, I'm going to fucking jump up and swing on that and then launch myself over to that one. And then you right. do, it's like, thank yeah. you, game, for and being <laughs> sweet. Yeah. In the new Prince of Persia, every single, pl- like, wall run you do, every everything is marked by a very clear, worn away 
like strip that the represents- fourteen other princes guess, that yeah, went by. Exactly. Is that what like, I don't understand? Like it's weird. Yeah, if if you if you sort of backed up and just had like a security camera of that environment, <laughs> it'd be really weird. You just see sort of like a lady with like six loaves of bread on her head who then sort of does a little wall run to get back to her house. <laughs> I mean, the hilarious thing about that, and one of the reasons it's so idiotic, is that it's a major thrill. Those fair. games, all these games, Tomb Raider, Prince of Persia, whatever, all of them are predicated on the notion that these temples were once not actually ruined and people once traversed them in a very logical way walking downstairs like going through doorways now they're all crumbled and shit so you have to like use your crazy skills yeah. to get across these accidentally created chasms yeah. and stuff whereas the new prince of persia is just like that nope, guess this is just how people get through this temple they well, fucking run up the walls well you, you have a legendary you modern architect <laughs> yeah you, you haven't finished the game it implies it implies a cool fiction where the reveal is that like it's it's sort of like a braid like thing where every time you died yeah every time you died it was actually like a different version of yourself who had been in no i'm saying that would that could be a cool explanation i've seen people complain about the ending to this game oh no i don't i don't know what the ending is but but it it could be a cool explanation for that ending would almost would almost on the wall make make me not completely horrified yeah it's i mean that would also be terrible no, that'd be awesome. But at least it would be a good reason for... I don't, I don't think it would be terrible. Be it would be an interesting like, reveal. If, like, I mean, that thing that's been annoying you, there's a reason for it. Schrodinger's you know? game or something, where yeah. it's just like all these things yeah. are actually happening, and you're just sort of existing in one instance of it. Like, yeah. That's a pretty... That'd be a pretty sweet yeah. conceit for a game. I mean, that's not too dissimilar from the Prince of Persia Sands of Time. Like, wait, that's not how it happened. Yeah. As you fell to your death in a spiky pit. Right. And then... Yeah. yeah. Like, that's true. <laughs> although, was Steve, was you, were you the one I was talking to who was talking about sort of what it must be like listening to this guy? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why do you keep telling me this? Like, <laughs> I fell into he's, a he's just totally trying to creep out this girl. <laughs> and then I fell in a spiky pit. He shines the flashlight on his face. And then she starts to cry. No, no, no. It's cool. I made the jump, really, <laughs> and then I caught the lantern and sort of swung around for a second, sorted a dude. And then a guy jumped out of a closet and sliced my fucking head off. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. I killed that guy, actually. That was gross, too, but I killed him. Then I drank some water. And then I stabbed my sword in him and drew out his life essence, which I stored in my blade. It was cool. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, then uh. 20 vultures, you know, <laughs> gnawed me in half and I fell off a cliff. <laughs> but I didn't. But, but I, that's really wait, 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 wait. That's not how it happened. Like, a really bad sense I of forgot that that's like, not I, how it happened. they didn't, because a lot of games do this now. <laughs> it's too bad they didn't auto-record a journal, like, that assembles itself based on all that shit. So, like, you can you can basically punish shitty players by just having, like, an unreadable story. <laughs> <Just> tell- <laughs> <laughs> then I fell off the ledge. Oh, actually, I didn't. Oh, yeah. Then I fell off the ledge. No, I just saw it happened. Then I fell off that ledge. Like, no, no, wait, wait, wait. That's not how it happened. Again and again. <laughs> yeah. No, but, but then, that- I, then I jumped across the ledge and fell into a pit of sp- spikes. No, no, I mean, then I fell into a pit of spikes. That's not how it happened. I fell into a pit of spikes. Wait, yeah. my bad. I jumped across the spikes, and then I got chopped my head off. Wait a second. <laughs> Like, yeah, I guess that's, no, actually, that's but, actually but it, fairly accurately what the new Prince yeah. Persia game is like. But but it, but it could be that also it, would be like my play log for Mario would be yeah. amazing. But but that could that could be a pretty sweet like incentive for a player to do like a perfect playthrough where like holy shit it actually reads it. like yeah. I did this and right. this and this yeah. and there were no he never had to it. gross out that girl. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get the real ultimate then she ending. Kisses you without having to manipulate her through time or whatever. <laughs> Wait, wow! Ruin the ending of that game. <laughs> Well, uh, you did just 
talk about manipulating her through time. Well, isn't that what happens in that game? <laughs> it's an interesting turn of I phrase. I love that you don't ever need in these situations to drop that you might have spoiled the ending because what you say is already amusing <laughs> on its own and sort of interesting. And then it's like, thought- wait, isn't that how what happens at the end of that game? <laughs> Sorry. I just I thought, thought it, you guys were. I, thought, I just thought it was a weird phrase a as as a, as a free floating assemblage of words. It was creepy. <laughs> without, awesome. without having to, you know, manipulate through time. That's this weird. Yeah, it's this weird sort of mini game. The game sort of mixes up its gameplay right in the last in the last room. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Um, no. So I'm glad that you like Underworld. You're making oh, yeah, me want to play it. Uh, yeah. Real quickly, <laughs> I should quickly also. Real quickly, I should quickly mention quickly that. Uh, Wait, that's not how that happened. What I really <laughs> what said I really was. I wish you could rewind time. I want to also mention the art direction in this game, which is in gorgeous. Tomb Raider Underworld. In Tomb Raider Underworld. Okay. And uh, there's been a lot of talk about the Prince of Persia yeah, art I direction keep already. To not talk about those games anymore. Um, I didn't mean by you. I just meant it comes up a lot. Anyway, so I was making sure. Underworld's got some nice looking art. Yeah, it does. It's Is that not, true? Like Chris says, it's true. It's oh. a great example of, in my opinion, um, people making a great looking game that doesn't rely on like an alternative rendering style. Um, I love when people use crazy rendering styles to make interesting looking games, but I also think that sometimes people downplay games that are rendered more traditionally just because they're not using some kind of crazy shading or like outlining yeah. or something like. Jake is narrowing his eyes at me. Well, I mean, it plays I was just thinking about how bullshit Crisis is when compared to Valkyria, Valkyria Chronicles or whatever. It's <laughs> not, please. That's true, though. All right. No, it's not. Um, anyway. Uh, well, I mean, Underworld isn't isn't quite as far up on the scale as Crisis. I mean, it's still pretty stylized, no, right? Just, no, but no, it's, it's not being stylized, really. Oh, it's my, not? In my opinion. Well, I mean, like, the proportions of the characters and stuff aren't Yeah, but there. that's just, like a, I think, a legacy of the Lara Croft character. But, I mean, okay. most characters in that game, they're, they're rendered very, very yeah. normally. They look like just what yeah. a human looks like, yeah. realistically. And the, the It's more naturalistic are, than, like, Team Fortress 2. Yeah, it, so it, it, it is, yeah. You're right, though. It is, it is nice and refreshing, especially as graphics get better to see games that rely more on like composition, classic composition, like color design, cinematography, or not yeah. not actually like shot framing, but just sort of the, the ways to make a right. realistic image yeah. look good through the lens of a camera or lighting through right. a human eyeball. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I mean, it and, sounds similar to the approach that was taken by uh, Uncharted, you know, which is obviously right. draws That's from true. Tomb Raider yeah. and everything, where it's sort of a clean, like, take on on right. rendering the world, you right. know? But it's gorgeous for the same reason that, like, the pet, the temple in Petra in, like, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade is. Like, because it actually is an amazing, awesome-looking piece of architecture. Yeah, as like opposed it, to, like, a super stylized, like, exaggerated, right. exactly. like hand-drawn looking kind right. of weird thing Where, or like when i play underworld i've taken so many screenshots <clears throat> like i'm playing the pc version i think i mentioned that so i'm, I'm pressing print screen all the time and uh just like these huge awesome vistas just like vistas and yeah. also just interior like shots where it's got the, the classic adventure movie kind of thing where you've got these interior locations that are just cavernous cavernous and huge where there's like an entire temple-esque thing inside like an underground temple yeah you know where it's just like this architecture is fucking crazy looking yeah. and it's super cool have you it's uh super detailed like there's little vines everywhere and moss and like crumbles that are really nice just like the, the world artist must have gone to town on this game yeah uh i forgot what i was going to say because <laughs> i forgot i was swept up do you yeah. guys uh you were all jazzed on the visuals do you guys want to maybe hang out for a second like just you know sort of chill take a break <laughs> okay Dude, I'm into that. Well, it's been 45 minutes, yeah. so... Oh, snap. Are we ready? Yes. I'm ready. All right. Well, oh, we're back. I'm ready, too, and we're back. We're back. I hope you enjoyed that song. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm sorry for not having a song in a while. Evil. I haven't been struck by any inspiration. If anyone 
Think what? Any hilarious things that happened yeah. in the games industry. Recently I'll strike you with something that weren't depressing, like EGM shutting down and stuff. And, you know, let me know. Um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I think you could write something hilarious about that topic. I don't, I don't know about that one, uh, but uh, yeah. So real quickly, um, I want to mention because we never actually addressed this on the podcast after it came up. Uh, we did, in fact, put up our game of the year, games of the year. At uh, goty.cx, goty.cx. Um, I guess some people on forums have not are not aware of like what that entire site is an allusion to. Well, that's probably for the best, I guess. <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. spoil it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, don't spoil the surprise. <laughs> Gamesy of the year. <laughs> Gamesy of the year. Games of the year. Yeah. <laughs> probably more accurate. Yeah. Um, so you go there. We talk about some games. A lot of readers talk about games they liked. It's pretty sweet. Jake did, I think, a really great design. So good job. Yeah. Oh yeah. Thank you. It's clever and uh, very elegant. So somewhat terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> very classy, I think. Hey, also, yeah, if about you- as classy a treatment of the source material as you could ever hope for. <laughs> it's yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, as a sort of bonus, if you go to the Idle Thumbs Picks uh, page of Goatee.cx. There are there are bonus uh, unlockable audio goatees. Oh yeah, in which we elucidate uh, eloquently on our reasoning behind choosing those games. Of the oh year. yes, it's like a little it's a little podcast bonus for you. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to check that it page. Out. Also contains an Easter egg fourth ultra bonus. Oh, does it? I yes. didn't know you put that in there. You have to you have to sort of click on the swirly flourish at the bottom as I'll refer oh, to it. Oh, <laughs> okay, very clever. I didn't even try that. <laughs> Spoiler. Well done. Okay, so there's that too. Enjoy that. So readers. yeah, goty.cx, the Idle Thumbs and also, Friends Games I of the Year. I want to point out because no one will notice this if I don't point it out. Those have really nice album art and stuff <laughs> that actually shows up if you download those files and play them on your computer. <laughs> so I just no one will realize that if I don't say it. So there you go. Anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> that was that was fun to make, and we put it out in like two days really quickly and i'm amazed it turned out so well so. yeah we, we as we've said multiple times we really only did games of the year because we thought we thought goty.cx was a good domain name to yeah, have exactly so um, yeah. another and, good domain and name thanks to, have. to our readers for submitting so much you know uh so many write-ups of their yep. games of the year it makes up a whole lot of that site so and if, cool if there was see. a game that you thought should have been on there and it wasn't you have only yourself to blame because we gave you weeks to get that in there we already <laughs> That's, that's a little New Year's guilt trip for you, our readers. Well, someone on the forums was like, I can't believe you didn't have this game. And it's like, well, I can't believe you didn't send it to us. Yeah, yeah. he actually couldn't believe we didn't have Sam and Max Season 2, which I also can't believe. I was incredulous. Well, you should have written us in. <laughs> it was going to be my submission for Game of the Year, but then I realized that I'm not a big fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I wrote about Braid. Sweet. Have you, have you, you don't even read my time in that game? Fuck you. Anyway, uh, one of, another thing one of our readers did recently was uh, register uh, the domain list of domain names pointing to idlethumbs.net.info. So everything before the .info is spelled out. List of domain names pointing to idlethumbs.net. Yeah, so it's like D-O-T-N-E-T dot .info. And if you go there, it's Which got is like, not spelled out. Right. It's a, if you it's go a to, domain. It's got like 15 or 16 alternate domains for our website that some for some reason exist. <laughs> um, it's really rad that for some reason we have well over a dozen alternate URLs, some of which have really crazy uh, redirect like pages, pages yeah. and stuff. Yeah, like someone made a, a weird sort of pictorial uh, audiovisual accompaniment for the uh, Bobby Kotick, John Riccatello song that I did a few weeks ago. Oh, um, yeah, it's like a weird sort of 
JavaScript DHTML driven like animated PowerPoint gone off the rails. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. So that was yeah. cool. sounds pretty wild. That's good. I want to click on it. So good which, wait, on. which which domain is that that has that on it? Um, yes. Idleballad.com, I think. Idleballad.something. Huh. Um, Sweet. So yeah. The, the, that and more listed on that long ass domain. Um, and that was uh, Pancake Hopper who, who made that one, I think, yeah. for us. So thanks. Uh, moving on. Anything else? Oh. Don't forget, you can still send us questions to questions at idlethumbs.net. We'll totally read them. Um, some of them on the air. Some of them, yeah. <laughs> uh, anything else? Any other housekeeping? Uh, I might as well say, if we're mentioning a bunch of shit, we do uh, have a forum on idlethumbs.net, oh, yeah. which has a, a surprisingly active community, some of whom have been there for five and a half years. But yeah. uh, <laughs> it's... And now uh, we have new, more new registrants than we've had since, like, 2005. Actually, I might as well mention this now that since, uh, since I brought up the forums. One actually genuinely super cool thing about our forums is that one of our users, uh, Erky, I think it's pronounced, uh, who's been around for quite a long time, uh, sort of after being egged on by the Idlethumbs staff created a uh, a forum bot that plays old Infocom text adventure games. So if you want to get in on a group playthrough of... It'll play anything that is... I think it's anything that's Z-Machine right, com- exactly, compliant. Yeah, so right yeah. right now, uh, the forums are actually playing through a sort of weird, I guess, like group playthrough of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the old uh, Douglas Adams yeah. Infocom game. So if you go to the Idle Thumbs forums and check out the text adventure forums, yeah. basically if you make a post, uh, it just sends a command to the text adventure interpreter and the forum bot will spit out the next reply. So people are collectively uh, playing through that. They actually recently fucked up and someone <laughs> someone left yeah. the towel back like 50 moves earlier yeah. so they rewound to a save so that game's fucking impossible yeah like that game requires you to have like memorized the book hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy yes. before playing it i would actually i mean it's kind of it would kind of be dumb to follow up a douglas adams game with another one but i would really like to do a group playthrough of bureaucracy which is a really awesome oh yeah i know of that but i never played it yeah, yeah. i i've like tried to play it and sucked and then i read i followed a lot of the something awful let's play thread of it and oh, that's uh, cool realize that I really should play it. But instead of me playing it, I can watch a group of people fail to play it on our forum. I also think it'd be cool if, um, you know, at some point we maybe, like, I think it'd be cool to put in some of the current... Yeah, some current IF. Te- ...text adventure stuff going on. Yeah, some of the current interactive fiction um, that's just, that is, you know, well, for people who've made it using Z Machine. Yeah. I think I think the bot can actually handle more than one game at a time. We're trying it right now. We're seeing if it works, yeah. Is, it it would mean, be nice to do the classic game and then, like, play a couple of the, like, the, annual yeah. IF competition right. uh, yeah. winners. It's, it's, cool. it's a really cool concept. Is that something that is done often on forums at all? I'm sure someone I've, else has done it before, I mean, but I've, I've never seen I haven't it heard of it. I mean, yeah. it is... It, obviously it's been done before in the context of muds it's you know <laughs> i mean it, it it it's probably the closest the closest relation to it is a mud except different that, than a mud though except a this, right. this is, is like is the it, internet equivalent of everyone sitting down in front of the computer playing an adventure game exactly yeah. right a mud is like a specifically like personal experience yeah. in that you have complete control over your own character yeah in, in and, a shared world. and my assumption is that this is you know as close as it gets to real time like you post a reply and the bot immediately puts the next it's, line of the it's, game yeah. up. it's always under a minute yeah that's cool really, really that's that's game. really neat yeah and i think it's set up so that if you preface it with a pound key you can just type in a comment that's a regular post it's sort of oh. like i guess a like sort of modern equivalent to <clears throat> like a play-by-mail rpg yeah do you know what i'm, yeah, yeah. Sort of. I'm talking about like that you play with friends but this is actually i guess they have those on email now but this is even more yeah. immediate than that so no that's yeah. that's really neat so. and, and this guy erky like programmed the bot himself and everything. yeah i think he he said he, the first thing that he did was he wrote uh, a Java app that that could interface with Vbolt, and then he asked what we could do 
and I think it was me. I'll take the credit for it. Uh, <laughs> I actually do think it was me. So I'm Executive I'm producer I'm, being, I'm being a bit of a douche, but Jake also Rockin presents Erky's. Well, he asked what to do with a forum bot, and I said, "Well, maybe maybe you could make it post the replies from uh, an infocom interpreter." Fine, yeah. you're a genius. We all know. All I'm saying is, when this shit goes viral. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, if you guys want to join in, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, idlethumbs.net yeah. forums. And, you know, post elsewhere too, because posts in there don't count to your post count. So you're you're like, <laughs> what is happening right I don't now? Know what I'm saying, but don't just go in there. There was one dude who sort of went in there and like sort of just started blazing through the right. text adventure. Like he was that guy was in there by himself playing for hours, game. and then someone else came in and was like, "Uh, we left the towel behind like 20 moves ago, so you really can't you can't yeah. win this one." But then that guy after after like. Someone in there, that guy ended up going like posting in other thread stuff too. So now he actually like posts on the forum, like in a bunch yeah. of places and in the text event. Forums.idlethumbs.net. Yeah, so anyway, yeah, now anyway. we fucking plug the shit out of our own site. Uh, Whatever. Yeah, moving on. We want people to have fun. So one of the other things <laughs> I. With the text adventure. <laughs> yeah. Um, this break, and, I, and Steve, I know you did this too. Uh, I played some indie games. Yeah. I played some non-indie games too. Yeah, I played a fucking lot of games. So <laughs> like, more more games over the last. Because I did I already mention I spent like two hundred dollars on Steam. You did. Yeah, like eighteen games. Yeah, so that was yeah, cool. But uh, yeah, I I played a like the um the end of year lists that you know have kind of been going on uh have been really good in in my opinion just because they have reminded me or introduced me to a bunch of shit that i had either you know missed the first time around or not heard of at all and so yeah i i kind of went on a spree and downloaded like probably maybe like a dozen indie games and like demos for games that i hadn't played yet and stuff and and played a whole bunch of them and there's some really cool stuff that i was i was really glad that i i got to check out um i mean like the big ones are I got uh, World of Goo. You know, I like downloaded the demo, and then somebody uh, gifted me the full game, and I've been oh, playing nice. through it. And that's I pretty. Beat that that's pretty cool. Week. Yeah, that's awesome. Is the ending really good? Um, the, not. I mean, is the sense of accomplishment I mean, like, worth the it? Story or anything? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> no, I don't know. The, I'm the game, just. I mean, by the time the game ends, I felt like very satisfied and yeah. I felt it felt well I've, I've heard it has sort of like an interesting kind of like subversive actual like story I like to story. it. I mean, the story is. Is I like it. It it very much operates like on its own terms in a way that yeah. that is playful about what it is and is not and it's sort of like lightly injecting some you know trying some a little bit of commentary and yeah like current events. event kind of yeah but yeah. it's not but it's, it's not, not didactic or anything not, right yeah, it's not, it's, that's cool it's just, yeah I'm I'm like I'm I'm close to the end of World Three so you know I'm still getting through it but um yeah and I I just like I like puzzle games like that where the gameplay changes a lot throughout the course of the game. I mean, Braid was like that too. And it's, yeah, they, they a, keep, a lot of times they, they definitely keep introducing new right. elements to right. the, to what you can do in the game. Often sort of like, like every level are just like, here's the mechanic. Here's a hundred levels of it. Right. You know right. I mean? yeah. Whereas that the, these, those two games in particular this year, I think really excelled at introducing a gameplay mechanic that is sort of an anchor throughout the whole game, yeah. but consistently changing it up in fun, unexpected ways. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I have not yet played World of Goo, but it's on the list of a thousand games that I downloaded <laughs> over Christmas and will yeah. now play yeah. in the future. I also the one game that I got uh, as opposed to your 20 games, I got one game off of uh off of the Steam sale and uh it was Everyday Shooter because it was oh, discounted right. by a dollar, but I had never That's played all it. that it takes with you. Yeah. Well, I mean, it took it down Obviously from it took it from that. 10 to $9. <laughs> didn't buy anything else. Yeah. Uh but uh it's it's pretty cool. 
um it it feel like obviously since i got it through steam well i could plug in a gamepad but i'm playing with the keyboard and it feels like a little bit more like it wants to have a gamepad but um it's, it's a twin it, stick shooter so. yeah yeah but it's 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 pretty neat um i've I've wished that I could progress through it a little bit more easily. <laughs> it's hard as shit. It's it's pretty it's pretty hard, and you like have to get points to buy more lives and stuff, which is fine. That but, kind of irritated me actually. I don't know. It's it's it, it just makes it sort of slow going. Where I had yeah. to replay a bunch of the you know the first two missions a lot to try and right. unlock more of them or right. whatever. Um, but I, I generally I don't know. On the one hand, I I think it's it's cool and it has sort of that that single author feel to it you know where you can kind of tell oh all everything in this yeah, game came I, from I one person it, yeah. uh but i also i don't know I, I don't quite get the volume of buzz that there was about it sort of like back when it was released you know because it's cool but it didn't blow me away ign.com uh, <laughs> as far as like holy shit this is you know kind of a revel you know a revelation of this is an amazing thing it, it's it's neat though yeah, I, I want to get through I, the rest yeah. of the levels. You know, I want to see what ha, how he riffs on the core right. gameplay in the in the rest of the the stages. I've I've played the shit out of that game. I actually, um, I don't really remember much what the hype was like because I first played it at the IGF at GDC. Yeah, like in two thousand seven. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's mostly what I'm remembering is that it like okay. won a bunch of IGF awards and like uh -huh. there was a you know it was like and it got picked up by Sony and it's right. a huge deal and stuff. But it, it feels sort of way more unassuming. Than that to That's me, what I liked you know. About it. I loved how unassuming yeah. it was. Like, it's I, I guess I, I had somewhat higher expectations for what it might be, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, going I, into I, it, I played it before there was even any buzz, so I guess I sort of just hadn't. I don't know. I guess I was yeah. just looking forward to it based on those grounds. And well, I think and it's. I, I think it's way more. It's geared pretty specifically towards you liking it because it, it has the whole like music synchronization. Yeah, I do love element that stuff to a it. Lot, yeah. And I, yeah, I, I played that. I, I bought that game on PSN when it came out. And I played a fucking ton of it. And then when I was on vacation, I bought it on Steam <laughs> again and again, like played a fucking ton of it. First with the keyboard, then with the the uh, 360 controller plugged into my PC. So I've yeah. basically played many, many, many hours of that game <laughs> with the PS3 controller and a keyboard and an Xbox 360 controller. Like I basically played that game in as many configurations as you could play that game and bought it twice. <laughs> and I think it's so goddamn rad. So. So in your face, Mister Guy who likes hey, it. But we also, I think, played some more. Recent <laughs> I also liked games. it. Yeah, I played. Um, well, I don't know if this one's more recent. I guess it probably is. But uh, I played this game that I remember like reading about on Rock Paper Shotgun earlier this year uh, called Noe Two Love Two, which is evolution backwards is it like with Two or something. Or? It, it Noe Two Space Love right. Space yeah. the number two, yeah. um, and and it's 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 like a an indie. Um, like side-scrolling kind of beat 'em up game. It, it's sort of like sort of like sixteen-bit esque. Yeah, it, it's it's a, it's like a hyperkinetic sixteen-bit sort of Mega Man style kind of game, but but just like really fast-paced, where you're kind of sprinting uh through these side-scrolling levels and just wailing on all of these fucking robots and stuff with swords and it it's it has a it has Are a really like wizards. There's zero wizards. I'm sorry. <sighs> Year of the Wizard off to a bad start. <laughs> I guess that game was from last year, though. I don't think so. we yeah. described the Year of the Wizard. I'm glad, but oh, it's right. uh, it's 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 sort of like a sorry. It feels 
it, it, it has a whole lot of it has a whole lot of really really fun uh like boss battles and a lot of uh unique art to it and stuff and uh it it's it's very pc native because it's based on like mouse gestures and and oh, stuff really? but it's a yeah, side-scrolling okay. beat -em -up i, I game. another game by that guy called uh solar something solar plexus I solar think. plexus and that was very mouse driven too and i yeah i assumed the other one wasn't but yeah this no yeah it's very much like it's like interesting that swipe your mouse in this direction is, while holding yeah. the right button and you do like a special attack and stuff i, I like um, just sort of just as it just i guess just as a point of interest i think it's interesting and kind of cool to see a guy who's making a game that aesthetically is so incredibly console derived yeah and yet has such a strong sort of PC uh, dependence in yeah. the design side. It, it, has a, it has a very, like, very like 16-bit Japanese game uh, aesthetic to yeah. it, like a sort of a, an old-school pixel art anime-style game. But as far as I could tell, the guy's, like, maybe from Northern Europe or something like that. Like, he has sort of, like, a Scandinavian name. Yeah. So it's... Uh, I, I enjoy it a lot, and I ended up registering it and playing through the whole thing. It's, nice. really, it's really fun, really fast-paced. Cool. Yeah. I, uh, I played... Let's see, what did I play? Um, oh, I played a cool game called Osmos that I think you can download an alpha of. I played it for the, IG, the IGF, and uh, it's kind of like the way I, I, I just they popped into my mind the other day was like Spore's first stage meets Spore's final stage. Hmm. So the gameplay is sort of similar to um, Spore's first stage where you're like this little orb essentially that, that swims around and absorbs and is absorbed by larger things and absorbs the smaller things. It's more... It's more of a direct relationship from like to, than Spore is. Like in this game, if you touch something smaller, you can absorb it. If you touch something bigger, you get absorbed and die. So you basically, it's like I guess almost even Katamari-like in that respect. Um, but it takes place in space, and everything is like is affected by gravity and like orbital attraction um, in a really cool way. And so you, you, some of the levels are these, these huge levels where at the center of it is a big star-like orb that everything in the level is affected by and it's actually all affected by actual gravitational computation yeah so it's not <clears throat> programmers it's, fucking love that shit yeah exactly <laughs> the guy in fact in the readme is like this is not based on sort of actual scripted orbital paths it's entirely based on like scripted gravitational forces that yeah. pro operate properly if you're interested in playing this game to the fullest please like read this and he links to like this crazy fucking like scientific thesis yeah. about it, it's orbits. it's some weird thing that i've noticed that like programmers love the programmers to like math and science they, well they love to they <laughs> specifically love to like simulate gravity and planetate and planet it's like, fucking in right now. Whatever. It's also just pretty interesting. Like yeah. no, I mean those objects. Like, but it, even like the original like space war or whatever was right. a simulation yeah. of like Newtonian physics. That like game fuck is, it. Like, pretty <laughs> preposterously complicated for its era. Yeah. Like just in terms of the computation. Going yeah. On. So so Osmos is it's like it it takes gravity into account with this sort of powers of ten gameplay. Also, right, this exactly. is probably a dumb thing to say, but that name is stupidly clever and makes me happy. I know. Osmos, it's a great name. It's basically <laughs> like Cosmic Osmosis. Like Cosmic Osmo by Cyan. I vaguely remember something called Cosmic Osmo. Jesus. I really me. hope you talk about Spelunky so I can talk about Spelunks by Cyan. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you, so you spoiled it. You killed it. I was going to. Damn it. Oh, man. Cut that part yeah. out, Chris, so he can make a joke. <laughs> no Spelunky. Yeah, well... Osmos, it's cool. You should look it up. Actually, the one thing I'll say about Osmos that irritates me, and this didn't really affect my enjoyment of the game because it's really fun, but I really am I'm starting to get a little over this incredibly 
pervasive trend in any games right now to have your soundtrack basically just be a bunch of nearly unmusical sort of ambient kind of like just background noise that just kind of like exists and like your game is it's all that kind of stuff where the game is like this game is supposed to be ambient and you float around and the music is ambient it's ambient and everything's ambient and like at first i thought you were talking about like the stuff in defcon i was offended because that game is fucking awesome Well, that game really has such an incredibly strong sense of sort of atmosphere and like almost everything but that's not really what i mean i'm you know what i mean with this when i say music like it's like but I, but I mean, you know, you want me to educate your ass in music? Like, and I guess what it, it is. just has weird tones and stuff that it come just up. Just has every the now sound then. of like a room and like weird footsteps and like sort of echoes and stuff. But I'm talking about. I mean, maybe you guys don't even know. It. I might not be explaining this well, but um, there, there's a trend in a lot of indie games right now of just having a soundtrack that is just sort of the most like minimal of ambient music, and it's and everything is supposed to just be really laid back and sort of. Um, I don't know how to fucking describe it. I, I, I think I kind of know what you're talking about, and I'm sure and that if I been, heard it, I would know yeah, exactly what you're talking really about. It's just been really done to death, and I feel like it's no longer sort of a clever, um, sort of original thing to do anymore in indie yeah. games because fucking it's just. Well, it's it's I've just it's so like chip tune elevator music. So it's time to bust basically. out like the Tommy Dorsey big band for uh, <laughs> for the final release of Osmo. Well, for example, like here's here's like I, I, here's something a a like an opposing game I'll put against it that could have been that but isn't. Uh, Brain Pipe. It's fucking awesome. It's it's uh, it's amazing. You guys should download the demo now. It's like it's like Jeff Minter. It's like a Jeff Minter game, but you can actually play it. Um, <laughs> like I, I I played it. Yeah, I wasn't that into it. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of a pretty up my alley, I guess, in terms of certain things. But I um, I mean, I thought there was a lot of interesting stuff about it. Like uh, just as far as it's inhabiting like a first person perspective in this really abstract yeah. environment. You know, like like it's it's an interesting like. It's it, describe what it is. Well, okay, so brain it's a pipe, brain pipe. It, it's a it's a pipe that goes through a brain. <laughs> Are we good? Does that just it's no? Just, it, it's it's but it's a game. Yeah. Get this. It's a it, it's basically it's you like a tunnel. it's essentially uh the like that screensaver. No, it, it's like the it's like it the like that it's the meteor field segments from Earthworm Jim. There you go. Pretty much. Yeah, it is pretty uh, except that you don't have a third-person avatar. You simply have a point right, of view that person. that is described by sort of a, a, a wireframe like iris of an eye, eye right, yeah. uh, drawn on screen. And so, yeah, you go to you go down this like twisting tube that has obstacles in it, and you have to use this pers- first-person point, like a first-person brain pipe, to 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 navigate the brain pipe and not run into shit. Uh, and you can like hold down the right mouse button to go into slow mo for a little bit when there's like really tight obstacles. I believe like the phrase is stuff. bullet time. Yeah, you can use bullet time and brain pipe. Uh, <laughs> and so it slows down the music and stuff too. Yeah. So anyway, it's, it's like that game braid. But anyway, the reason I bring this up is because this is one of those games that is entirely abstract. It's it's yeah. not really representational, and they could have easily easily done it. But they went with Dick just- Dale. What? They went with Dick Dale for the soundtrack. <laughs> they could have easily done it as sort of just a very generically ambient kind of thing where everything is just very like sort of weird and soothing and sort of the, the sound, the music yeah. is very just kind of yeah. almost non-existent. But I mean, it's but a very instead, psychedelic game. Yeah, it's a very, they went the more psychedelic route and the music is really cool and it'll just, it it's, it'll, it's cool in that it just throws in weird musical cues yeah. for like a few seconds at a time and just throw a lot of surprising things at you. And, and at least for me, and I, I don't know if, Steve, you had this experience, maybe not, but um, I, for some reason, really enjoyed this game like more than maybe I would have expected. And uh, the the way the music is sort of switched up really quickly and thrown at you, 
<clears throat> made me kind of read in different things to what I was seeing. Hmm. It's sort of like how if you're driving in a car and you're listening to music, and again, maybe you guys don't do this. I don't know. But like sometimes <laughs> if I'm listening to music in my car, my brain will create sort of very vaguely defined narratives that are different than hmm. how it would be if I'm listening to something else. Like they, they will yes. add a certain tone yeah. to the, to the surroundings that, that it, that would be different if you were listening to different music. And I got that same effect while playing brain huh. pipe. You want to hear something weird about brain pipe? Did you, uh, you, you played, a, you've played, you, did both of you guys play a bunch of counter strike? No, I never, I played it like I, once when it was in the version that had vehicles in it. <laughs> That's weird. about when I was playing CS as well. Weird. Yeah. Oh, okay. But so, I, I mean, I've played I've played a couple rounds of Counter Strike Source. I've yeah, played, played a couple, a couple rounds, rounds of 1.6. Oh, so you don't know that? Okay. Uh, you guys remember? It? Shit. Well, you got. Well, right, go, so, just go hey, with it. Someone hey, who's listening hey, to this our, has probably hey, played Counter Strike. Our readers are Counter Strike fans, so that the the <laughs> level. The level DE Piranesi, uh, wow, that, that's like a, it's a museum, like in a castle thing. Anyway, okay. it's, it's in, it's in Counter-Strike Source. Uh, the guy who designed that map was one of the three guys who made Brainpipe. Oh it's, yeah. It's just so, weird. Some of the Brainpipe guys are ex-Valve and some of them still work at Valve. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, the, he, he made the, this guy made that map before Counter-Strike was bought by Valve. Oh, okay. well, um, there is another guy there who actually does work in Valve and another yeah. guy who, who did it. But anyway, yeah. whatever. So anyway, just just a weird, just a really random connection I, uh, <laughs> yeah, they're that, that I found out from you know. whatever. But yeah. Um, so anyway, I, I mean, Brain, I, it's definitely the kind of game where it's, it's not very deep in terms of gameplay, but I really like it. It's got just like, it's one of those games that just keeps speeding up and keeps speeding up yeah. until the point where it just becomes almost impossible, like Tetris or something. Yeah. And it just gets really brain, fucking heart pounding and just... So, brain, brain pipe is the new Tetris. Brain piping. <laughs> it's just I don't know. I really Serving like up would, piping hot scoops of brain. <laughs> we good? No, that's uh, good. Thanks, dude. Talk about I played Spelunky. Uh, Spelunky. Yeah, I, I also played uh, Derek Yu's Spelunky. Yeah, his new game. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's just this it's one of, this was like the artist of Aquaria. Yeah, I think he also probably did game design on that. Probably, yeah. Yeah, and I think uh, he just like drew a guy. Like, he yeah, drew a fucking like a mermaid. Oh, you, you make games, so are you like an artist or a programmer? Sorry. That's, <laughs> that's the two things that you are if you work in games. Yeah. If like, someone doesn't know what yeah. a game is. Yeah, and t- until just uh, like a week ago when I was talking to my mom, she thought that I did art for video games. Because <laughs> that's what a designer does, I guess. I had never explained it to her properly. My, my, I, I had, I, at one point, I had described uh, what my job was to my grandmother uh, through the lens of Super Mario Brothers. I was like, so... Oh, your grandmother knows what Super Mario Brothers is? Yeah, I mean, she yeah, saw me playing... Grandma. She saw me playing that when I was five years old in the 80s. Yeah. She remembers what Super Mario My Brothers friend's is. grandpa used to call Mario Dicky Dork. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Anyway. Uh, but anyway, I told her, like, if if we were if I was making Super Mario Brothers, I'd be the guy who decided like where the question mark blocks and the holes in the ground and the That's enemies not a went. Real job. Uh, and and so from that, she derived that I was the one who made the art for vi- for for uh. Mario levels. <laughs> like that, I that I guess she was like, oh, so you figure out where the trees and the clouds are in the background or whatever. And I think that filtered down to my mom. Like <laughs> that's where she got the idea that I was doing art as opposed to whatever design right. is. So um, point being that uh, yes, Spelunky is some sort of Aquarium Man's uh, new sort of independent project that he released on TigSource as sort of like a beta. And it's a weird procedurally, like, random... Like, it, it's it's a side-scrolling, like, 8-bit style exploration game where you're a little 
explorer like indiana jones style man with a whip and ra- caves are randomly Whips generated are cool. they are uh that you go around and explore and try to get like gold and treasure and stuff and it's sort of a roguelike in the sense that you it the randomly that's like rogue yes it it, it it's generates like a roguelike. it generates one cave and you clear it and get to the exit and if you don't die it generates the next cave which is a deeper level and it gets more challenging and you're just trying to like get as far down into this cave system as you can what are the variables that would determine how difficult like what does it do to generate a level that is automatically more difficult well it, more it, dudes <laughs> sweet more men Few left hips. left <laughs> bronze string merrick bronze string <laughs> Uh, it adds Merrick Bronstring to your level, oh, and shit. yeah, then you're fucked. You? <laughs> oh man, um, there might be a Merrick GIF. <laughs> Perhaps. Never. Mind. Okay. <clears throat> uh, so point- it's a roguelike in that Bronstring exists. <laughs> it ba- basically every every level that you go down, it adds at least one more element. Like you start out, and there's just like blocks and pits that you can jump down and there's maybe like bats that fly around um and then you go down another level and it introduces like little stone faces that when you go in front of them it shoots an arrow out so you either have to avoid them or you can like drop something in their path like a rock or whatever and they'll shoot the arrow at the rock and then it's you're free to go you know um and at one level at one point it it makes it all dark and you have to carry a torch around and you can't carry anything else while you're carrying the torch. So it's sort of a juggling act of like, throw the torch down, pick up some treasure, take it to a place, go back and get your torch, you know? Um, and it's really interesting how it sort of piles on the game mechanics to make it more interesting as you go down. But it's also like a roguelike in that it kicks your ass and I've never made it further than like the third or fourth (laughs) cave before dying and having to start over, but it's really, really fun. Sweet. Yeah. Good times. Cool. You know what else I played this break? No. Fucking bus driver. Oh yeah. I played, I, I played the, the bus driver demo. Game. I After haven't we- played the bus driver. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think that you brought up the bus driver. Yeah, I think you, you introduced you introduced us to the bus driver. Yeah, we- I introduced you to bus driver. <laughs> well, well, either well, no, didn't I mean either you or we Nick? Ta- we talked about it on a recent episode. Oh, I know. Yeah. Did you, on, you on, I, I'm sorry to say that. Well, I wish it was me. It was it was Nick. Oh, okay. okay. So yeah. Nick brought up Bus Driver, and it made me... Or, curious. I mean, it, I don't know. It might have been some other guy. So I went and searched <laughs> for Bus Driver. And, oh, no. Uh, I searched for Bus Driver, and I sent you the URL. And, oh, right. and Let's you said, give credit where no, credit is due, my friend. I did search friend. for it, and not very hard. And then Steve actually did it for real. <laughs> and, and, anyway, uh, Bus Driver. What about it? It's fucking sweet. I uh, Basically, it's... Um, actually a game where you i mean we said this before but like you actually do have to drive like a bus driver i mean you it's it basically forced me to actively work to counteract every single established instinct i have as to driving in a video game it was like being in the car and being like shit this isn't katamari so, i can't just like swim yeah, off the road after hours of playing bus driver you then need to go take your fucking driver's test. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, basically, your bus driver's yeah. test. Well, oh. yeah. What? Um, San Francisco Municipal Railway. Yeah. Callback. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's really interesting because it is like a simulation of what is it like to be a bus driver on a bus route. And right. that's your game. And and they make it interesting because you actually have to basically, like, manage your bus. Like, exactly. you have to start, you have to plan ahead and start braking, like, Way half early. a mile before yeah. you're you're going right. to stop. And you have to use your turn you, signals. You quickly, your passengers freak out. Yeah. And that'll fuck up your, like, mile, your flawless mile bonus and stuff. Yeah. 
Like you actually get points if you follow all the rules of the road correctly for a mile. Yeah. Um, and, and it's really, it's weird because they, they've, they built a whole bunch of different parts of this fictional city and you yeah, can, it's all, it all takes place in one big city. Yeah. And you can do the routes with like a dozen different real world buses that they, that yeah. they like simulated. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. pretty crazy. It's oh, also, um, it's like a licensed I, flight sim, but the, for buses the, sort the of actual, like it's, it's weird. Like the actual stops seem to be real cities or like real neighborhoods and stuff of real cities all compiled into this one. <laughs> and I want to note that I'm pleased that they included cock fosters, which is my favorite spot on the London underground uh, tube system, um, <laughs> well, which is, which is I, I think a terminal on one of the lines. So <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So it's, that came up when I was in, like when I was in London, Yeah, <laughs> Alex mentioned how amused you were with, <laughs> <laughs> with just the, the, the word cock well, I'm sure if you live there, it's like, Oh yeah. Cock fosters. Whatever. You know. <laughs> so bus driver. Sweet. Speaking of cock fosters, <laughs> yes. uh, there is that uh-huh. idle thumbs domain name, eight bit alarmcock.com. Oh man. Yeah. And, and we were trying to figure out what that meant. Yeah. If you go to eight bit alarmcock.com, there's a bunch of weird numbers that count up. Yeah. And, and it's weird. It is, it is weird. <laughs> Did you guys decipher what it is? No, well, someone sent it in. We oh. asked and, 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 uh, senior super douche who's one of our forum users, uh, says, Hey guys, it's senior super douche here. He spells senior <laughs> super douche, the Italian senior. Yeah. Whereas our song was about the Spanish senior super douche. So, and then the original post was about a senior super douche. Right. So we've got a whole family of super douches here spread across <laughs> continents. Um, at least two c- countries, possibly three. Um, Hey, it's senior super douche here. I'm probably a little late on this one, but here it is. Anyway, the eight bit alarm cock prints out the current time. Only it doesn't use the normal 24 hour system. If you look at the seconds, you can, you'll notice the clock counts from zero to 255 before the next minute ticks over. It appears the minutes and hours do the same. Instead of there being 24 hours a day, there are 255. And then instead of 60 minutes an hour, et cetera, et cetera. As I'm sure you know, the significance of 255 is that it is two to the eighth power minus one, the larger, largest number that can be stored with eight bits. Oh, so it is an eight bit alarm cock. Alarm cock. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's more of an 8-bit alarm clock, or just an 8-bit clock, but... <laughs> well, you know. It's probably a cock involved somewhere. So, that's, well done. So that's, wow. Sweet. That's so that's smart of explain. both the person who made the the site and Senior Super Douche for deciphering it. Or exactly. is that one and the same? Did he make it? No, I think it was made by... It might have been Toblix. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So, uh... Very clever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you guys want to do the rest of the reader mail now? Yeah, sure. Why yeah. Not? Reader mail. All right. So Thomas B. Good, uh, maybe not a real name, writes. Maybe hey it is, though. Maybe so it's it cool. That'd be sweet. Hey, guys, I got a random ass question. Has there ever been a game or games that you played and that you, that you played, but didn't admit you enjoyed to people? Mine was Monster Rancher 2 for PlayStation and the random trading card game uh, on my cousin's DS that I steal from time to time. I don't know what game that is. Thanks, guys. It's a porno awesome, game. Awesome podcast. <laughs> Monster Rancher 2. <laughs> well, no, the random card game is probably, you know. Oh. A porno game? Yeah, it's probably like Dong Card. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I don't know where I'm going it's with that. probably Dong Card. It probably is, Jake. It's probably Dong Card. <laughs> Jake, flipping me a couple birds here. It's the double I don't know, deuce. I he dug his own grave there. I, right, so, I dug it. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Um, but Chris pushed him in. I pushed you right in. So, I don't know. I mean, that's an interesting question, I think. Like, are there any games you guys have played that, that are that maybe... That I played, but I didn't... I you didn't might it's think a are too embarrassing it's a play, to tell people. It's a game play? that you play that you liked, but no one think. will think you're cool. Yeah, I'm um, trying to think of that, too. 
I played. Why would it be? I mean, I don't know if I. I don't think I actually hid this at the time because I don't think that would have occurred to me. But I played Operation Neptune. Did you? Do you guys know what that was? No. That was a learning company game where you were in Dark. Like a, yeah, I mean, whatever. What a you nerd. were in a submarine and like you had to explore the ocean and stuff. But <laughs> submarine all, nerd. All of the all of the like enemy encounters <laughs> were math problems. <laughs> It was pretty fun. I I I played That's the uh, cool. yeah, the, the Mario version of that, where you would like was do it, math problems Mar- to jump on Koopas and stuff. Yeah, yeah. There was one, that's like, it's, oh, was that, it's was in that, the series yeah. as Mario's missing. Mario's, Mario's missing. just typing. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, 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 yeah. Mario's missing was the Mario Brandon Carmen San Diego clone. Yeah. Mario uh, Mario teaches typing was well, Mavis Beacon teaches typing. The Carmen, one of the Carmen San Diego games also. But those are good. Yeah, just, unlike unlike that retarded submarine math game, Operation Neptune. It was fucking sweet. Yeah, I haven't actually. I mean, I probably have, and I can't remember. I'm sure that I've played it. Like, I've watched a lot of TV shows that I think are cool that I would never tell people that I think are amazing. Uh, with games, for me, wait, it's, like what? I don't know shows. There's TV. It's a lot of shit. But it's, <laughs> like, with games for like me, Sex it's in the true. City. You are afraid. I, I can't remember any right now. Whatever. Um, it's How about Dong <laughs> Dong Card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm ashamed that I, I World Series of Don Kong. I imported that. Fuck, what was I thinking? I mean, it's it's totally lame, you guys. Not cool game. Um, with games, it's for me. Sometimes it is the other way around, though. Where like, if I play a game and I think it's all right, and there's people who I don't want to actually have a conversation with about this game because I think that it's stupid. <laughs> The other way around. I'll just be like, yeah, it's, that game's cool. Like, what can you think of any examples of that? No, but it's usually when I'm talking <laughs> oh, to you guys. <laughs> if, if there's anything. Like, really? Wait, can you. I'm now. No, I'm, I'm, I can't fucking remember. Yeah. If there's anything that, that I. You guys occasionally get in extraordinarily, like, ridiculous conversations about games, and it's a game that I played that I maybe like, couldn't what? give a shit about. I, just, well, I don't, I don't know. fucking know. I can't remember. Oh. I, I don't. I hate I games. Know, I think that'd be interesting. Like, I just. I don't know. But, <laughs> uh, I, I think, I think my own personal, uh, uh, bent in that regard is like if i play some game that i like but nobody else likes i instead default to like evangelizing it really hard yeah, like I, no 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 it's really I, fucking I, good and here's I, I'm, why I'm more like and that also yeah I I, I I that was my syndrome with uh kane and lynch which nobody liked <laughs> right? but but i thought that there was a lot of really interesting good things about it so yeah. i wrote like I a million words on the internet that, about it i yeah. was happy to facilitate yeah. A fellow evangelist, even though I didn't play that game. Yeah. I'm like, well, I know how you feel, buddy. I'm going to publish this article for yeah. you. Yeah. I don't I don't know what would fit in that category for me. It would probably be something that I would not even want to mention here. But I don't know what it was. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, 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 I was I trying to think, think back, and it's like, I'm sure there I'm are games. I trying to think. Yeah, I'm sure there, I've, that's but happened. Also, I, in, in all honesty, it's very rare that there's a game that I enjoy to the point that it would actually stick with me in a context like this that I didn't like it enough that I felt comfortable just telling someone that it's right. good. Also, yeah. honestly, most and, and this is like maybe a, maybe stupid either on my part or on games part or both, but like a lot of games, I probably would think they were pretty retarded if they were books or movies, but because just games sort of have a certain like t- like I don't know range of stylistic and narrative like conventions you just have to come to terms with that like i you know i mean like the tomb raider underworld story like it's pretty retarded like i don't actually enjoy the writing in that game or anything but you enjoy the interactivity yeah as an actual game it's good you know i mean so i don't know like I've, there's a lot I, of stuff like that. I I, I, pl- I played a bunch of hours of Ape Escape Three. I'm trying to find a game on there that I think collection. you would like, that other people would think is retarded to see if I can call you on one. But oh uh, yeah, go ahead. I can't. Well, there's they're this, also this good. Guy, uh, Hour of Darkness. I haven't actually played that. I figured you probably hadn't. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, whatever. Uh, yeah, but I mean, there is there is stuff question, like, I mean, the answer is like no. Ratchet and Clank, the, which I've I've only played the first one, and I thought it was pretty bad, and everyone else liked it. Yeah, I mean, there are times when when I'll play a sequel to a game that I liked, and like the sequel is significantly more lackluster or doesn't bring anything new to the table, and it's like, okay, that game is fun, but I don't I don't like it enough to remember liking it. That happens to me all the time. Where it's like, yeah. I mean, I actually, very very rarely play sequels. To games I played that I wasn't hugely fond of. Yeah, I mean I've done. Right. Uh, I've, but I mean, yeah, yeah, I've done some. I've played some. I've enjoyed some embarrassing parts of games. Like I, I did spend a shitload of time, like dating anime girls in Persona Three. Like, but it it was it was it was an entertaining set of mechanics. Like, yeah. fuck it, I enjoyed like yep. unlocking the the story points of whatever going through these relationship arcs with these characters. Like, it it's stupid. <laughs> But I don't deny that I enjoyed it. Like, whatever. You, you can enjoy, enjoy stupid that. things. Yeah, and I did. I mean, there's, like, the Blacksmith minigame, which you guys fucking excoriated me for, for playing in, <laughs> in Fable, Fable 2. Like, ended up being, yeah, but like, contributing to one of the more enjoyable That was not, like, a, a sort of, like, pocket secret like of yours. You actually, like, I know, but you tried yeah. to sell everyone in the world on Fable 2 because yeah. of the Blacksmith game. I'm just, well, no, I don't actually think <laughs> that game was It was just a golf great, meter. But I, but I, yeah. I, as an, as a, I mean, I... The, the reason, yeah, right. whatever. I don't the back of the box quote. It was box, just a golf meter. Anyway, golf meter two. Yeah, I'm looking through my collection. You yeah, will whatever. win a Nobel really Prize. I, I, I suspect that we have all experienced that, but maybe not to the. It probably hasn't stuck enough that any yeah. of us have any. So, what's to the cite. next piece of reader mail? Um, it's an interesting question, though. I like, I, yeah, you know, if I, there are probably examples. I just can't think of them. All right, so moving on. Um, Sorry, guy. Big bro. All right, uh, Ryan. Uh, Wianko, who runs uh, industrybroadcast.com, um, would like to know what we think about. He, he has like a huge, huge paragraph here. Um, Summarize it for us, Chris. Yeah, basically, he wants to know what we feel about about the divide between PC shooters and console shooters. Um, and he doesn't understand the appeal of console shooters. Uh, uh, you can play a shooter without having a PC. That can play shooters. <laughs> I mean, that's a that's a pretty good. I mean, selling point. I really haven't played a whole lot of console shooters, and I still suck at them for that reason. But that used to be a barrier for me for not wanting to play them. The fact that yeah, I was decently oh, yeah. adept with the mouse and keyboard. I'm sure this is the reason that most PC gamers bitch and moan mostly about Halo. Yeah, yeah. is Actually, that- the amount that PC gamers bitch about Halo. Or it makes me want to fucking punch faces because yeah. it gets really old. Yeah, but but I mean, so but, we're just going to shit on this guy apparently. I have an interesting counterpoint that I want to bring up after you guys. Well, I'm sure that you, I, at least I, I clearly remember being like 14 years old and getting Quake and having to really learn mouse Same keyboard yeah. control, yeah. Yep. and I it was hard as mouse shit. For a long time. Yeah, like I was keyboard like, only up, for a long. Yeah, time. up to the point of of Quake being full 3D. Yeah, like all the way through exactly. whatever Duke Nukem 3D and shit that was 2.5D. Like yeah, I well with Wolfenstein and Doom, it was they were designed more to be pure yeah, keyboard. There was yeah. no look up yeah, and down. But, but with like Duke Nukem, it, it had mouse That's looks, true, but I never did. used it. You yeah, know, I didn't either. and then. With Quake, I was like, I guess I have to try and do this. And it was yeah. hard as shit. It's like, it, it you, really you do really have to yeah. separate what you're yeah. doing with your left and right hands. And I used, like, the arrow keys instead of WASD for years. Yeah, the same here. Yeah, and, and so, like, I think getting over that hump is the is, is an analog to learning 
dual analog, analog first yeah. person Possibly play harder like harder because you're expected to reach a higher level of precision with yeah. the mouse. But but so I, I think it's, it's just a it's yeah, but it's a learning curve for either one and I think it's yeah, just sort think, of lost over. Yeah, but a lot of people it's like this like, looks like a first person shooter you played on the PC, but I'm retarded at it. Yeah. Clearly right. the game is stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And I, I will say honestly like I'm just going to, you know, fucking have an opinion here. I really do think the mouse is a better way to control a first-person game most of the time. What? Like, if it's a shooter no. anyway, and it's about aiming, like, yeah. I, I really do think it's objectively better, period. You're but right. That said, like, I have a I, I mean, mouse it, game of the year. It, it, it's <laughs> also a lot more analogous to how your eyes and head exactly. move. Where you can, you right. can you dart know? to a precision point. Yeah, right. exactly, because you don't move your head like a robot arm that, that moves at a smooth <laughs> like, speed from you, point like to point. Another classic quote, you don't, you don't, don't move your head like a robot arm. <laughs> you, you don't yeah. pan your view slowly from point to point, you know? Right. Um, and, and so, yeah, but... But I do want to uh, yeah. say, on the other side, I mean, just, just basically to further the point about people have to learn either one, I have a friend who... Um, has such a hard time with mouse and keyboard who he played a lot of PC adventure games back in the day, but most of his like action game experience has always been on consoles. And he, um, I, I, I tried to introduce him to half-life a while back, like the original one. And, um, in the, in the last couple of years, and he was playing it and being like, man, I can tell this game is really cool. And like, really unlike the kind of shooters I've played on consoles, but, I, I just, I am falling off ledges constantly. I am constantly looking too far and either it's just impossible for me. He eventually turned on God mode and it was still really frustrating for him. And he's like, I, this is the most disorienting, weird, twitchy thing ever. I can't control this shit. And I recently helped him build a new computer and he picked up the valve complete pack to sort of give it all another shot. Also, cause he wanted to play left for dead cause he's a zombie fan. And I, I guess all my talking about that shit all the time sort of drilled into him the notion that valve games are sort of PC games at heart. And so he's like, well, I guess I should play this on PC. I'll give it another shot. And it's interesting because he's like, Left 4 Dead is the first game, like the first shooter I've played on PC, he says, that I'm actually able to control competently well. Huh. He said he, when he goes back to the Half-Life games, he still has such a hard time. But Left 4 Dead, Weird. something about, yeah, I don't know. That's what crazy is, because because I found Left 4 Dead on the PC to be like super twitchy. Like really? It, I thought, I don't really find that. Maybe he just turned the mouse speed all the way down. He didn't. I watched him turn it up, actually, because it was too... That game has really low sensitivity <laughs> yeah, when you true. first install it, so he turned it up a bit. Um, I definitely turned my mouse sensitivity up, but it seems to want, like, high sensitivity. Yeah. Like it's, well, he's doing great. He's actually, like, frequently, when we play... And admittedly, this is with us, our, like, our group of friends, as opposed to on the on the sort of just random servers where everyone's fucking godly or whatever. But yeah. he frequently comes in first and second in the headshots. Like, I'm pretty impressed. That's cool. As someone who, like, last year was like, I can't do this. Yep. Yeah. Um, just, so, yeah. On the flip side of, of shooters, at least, like... Oh, and also, really quickly... <laughs> I'm oh, sorry, I'm sorry. I want to say that, that the Steam not. sale plus the existence of Left 4 Dead proved to be such a, an effective tool for, like, getting this guy into PC gaming. Like, just basically, all of a sudden... Like, all of a sudden, now he has a computer that can play games and owns a whole bunch of PC games, basically because of those two things. So, that was interesting to see. That's cool. Yeah, anyway, go oh, ahead. Oh, I was... It's... I mean, it's sort of the obvious flip side, at least for me, who is not really a competitive gamer in any capacity, is the... On consoles, like anything else on a console, uh, it's just inherently a more social experience. Whether you're playing a competitive FPS or fucking Mario Party, you can, you can play split-screen Halo and have multiple people sitting on your couch, or you can have two people here... On headsets playing and right. two people somewhere else. And yeah. I mean, headsets and matchmaking are obviously getting better and better on the PC, but it's still, 
it's impossible to replicate the experience of three people in the same room right. playing the same yeah. game unless yeah. you have a LAN party, yeah. which is dudes putting their computers in their trunk. Right. Yeah. So, well, I mean, and, and I mean, that's that's a stupid, obvious thing to say, but I it's think it's something, it's something that isn't considered as a, in a fa- as a factor by a lot of PC gamers yeah. who say, no, why the fuck do people true. play things on console? Yeah. I mean, Halo, well, that's well, really important to Halo. Yeah. I think. And, and Chris and I had a good time playing Left 4 Dead split screen uh, on, on the 360 yes, at one point. Yeah, over his 360 version. Yeah. It. It and it is. PC does split screen, doesn't it? Or am I just fucking shitting out of my ass and pulling know. a shit out of it? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I mean, that might have. You guys might have witnessed a piece of shit. Pulled right there, <laughs> yeah. real time. I still felt really crippled playing that game on 360, shocked, but like... it was fun having my buddy sitting next to me. Yeah. And I will You're say, good buddy. Steve's my good fucking buddy. Spelunky. Uh, <laughs> also, I will say about Halo. Along, uh, seriously, I would say along with Pikmin Two, Halo One split screen multiplayer, my other favorite like recent generation console multiplayer ever. Like split screen Halo One with four players. I swear to God, I my friends and I. Got so much mileage out of that, and it was so goddamn fun. I don't really those two games, Pikmin and Halo. Like, I don't think anything has topped in the in the last two generations has topped consoles. So, if it was you and three friends on a desert island, and you had to bring two games, it would be Pikmin two and Halo. If we could only share one screen, yes, yeah, (laughs) I would. If on this theoretical desert island we only had one screen to split, come on, that's a pretty big difference. Like, (laughs) if we didn't have a land, we don't need to on this island. Is there a satellite network? (laughs) (laughs) Just saying, it's a hypothetical question. How is food delivered? Will we be able to live indefinitely or only until our food supply runs out? Are there bathrooms? (laughs) All right. Anyway. I'll just pee on your face. How's that? I'm not on this fucking island with you. I'm at home on the couch. (laughs) Playing a console game. (laughs) Yeah. But anyway. Mm. Against you over the satellite connection. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. So no, but I. Yeah. I. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know if we answered that guy's question. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we didn't fail or or offend. Yeah. But that's some random thoughts on first person gaming on yeah, two hopefully things. Hopefully we we hopefully Ryan we actually said some things you might have found interesting. So <laughs> doubtful. And, uh, yeah. So Alex, yeah, fuck you. No, I didn't. No, I was talking to Steve. Who said oh. doubtful like a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's our last question Jesus. for this week. Um, Spanky McGee, certainly a real name, writes. This is actually horrible a, long, parents. This is a long email, but I'm really glad he wrote it because it's interesting. Um, he says, Idle Thumbs Chaps, I enjoyed your December 31st podcast and your Gordon Freeman sociopathic, sociopathic mute killer musings. Near the beginning of how... Ha- okay, these are going to be some spoilers, but they're not. They're kind of minor. Near the be- and I, it's too good of an email to not read. Near the beginning of Half-Life Episode 2, Half-Life 2 Episode 2, Gordon and Alex walk through a train yard. They hear a robotic wail. The player... Facing that way, we'll see a menacing robot perched on a nearby roof. It quickly disappears. Alex asks, did you hear that? Gordon probably should have replied, there was a killer robot on that roof. But, <laughs> but he says nothing, and the killer robot stabs Alex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. You blatantly see that guy. Yeah. It's like, uh... uh <laughs> yeah, it's not important. Later in episode, you just go up to Alex. E e e e e e. Please, <laughs> fucking say look anything. at the robot. E e. No, no. Gordon's in control. <laughs> Later in episode two, I'm just picturing him stone faced, just like turning his head slowly towards her, just like, mm. <laughs> like staring. Just like, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Later in episode two, Gordon and Alex reach a broken bridge from which they will obtain a car. An observant player will see the G-Man walking on the bridge. Gordon probably should have told Alex, oh, look, on the bridge, <laughs> there's the guy who's stalking me, who froze me for several years, who saved you from Black Mesa, and who implanted a message in your head. 
but he says nothing. At the beginning of episode one, Alex wonders how she and Gordon survived the Citadel's destruction. Gordon probably should have told her how, but he doesn't. <laughs> so, so I really enjoyed that this guy compiled additional evidence for it, because that's fucking great. Yeah. This guy like deserves... Well, the, the killer robot is the best the one. Yeah, yeah, it is really amazing. So anyway, he goes on. Gordon just watches. He does! Yeah. Yeah. He just stands there. Yeah. So he says, he and, and now he goes into sort of a um, he, he, this is just his opinion, I, I guess, which is which is cool. A mute protagonist works well if he has nothing important to say. In the original Half-Life, I believed that a junior scientist in a remote, collapsing, twice-invaded research facility probably doesn't have much to say when told to launch rockets and jump through glowing orange portals. Everyone around him knows more than he does. In the Call of Duty games, I believe that a soldier in battle probably doesn't have much to say when his commander barks, or, barks orders at him. Gordon Freeman became famous among video game players, and Valve decided that he should be famous within the Half-Life world as well, among the Half-Life characters. But the, the story and the storytelling style no longer harmonize. The Half-Life 2 Gordon Freeman should have a lot to say. Doesn't he have questions about the state of the Earth, about what's happened to it? Doesn't he have loved ones whose fates he cares about? Any questions about the people and things he's killing? Shouldn't he mention where he's been since Black Mesa? Point out that he's the pawn of a supernatural business-suited manipulator? <laughs> he may just be a dullard, but as these games progress, I think Gordon Freeman seems more sinister. We take it for granted that he's a decent fellow, but at the end of the series, perhaps episode three at some climactic moment, I expect to see Gordon Freeman's gloved hand, unbidden by the player, reach out and do something unspeakable. At least <laughs> Man, he won't speak. This it. was this was like that that hilarious false episode three thing that we were talking about where you basically just yeah. kill Barney at the end. Yeah, I yeah. We we started yeah, we started um sort of conceiving a, a concept for a future episode of Half Life in which Gordon Freeman in fact, loses any sense of sort of like uh, guidance within the fragile uh, constraints that the resistance has somehow set up for him, and he simply right, Gordon goes nuts, goes nuts, yeah, um, <laughs> and and eventually kills Barney. Yeah, I enjoy these games, but Val this is this is going back to Spanky. I enjoy these games, but Valve at their best promises a seamless match of game mechanics and narratives. Uh, each successive game, Half Life game, shows more seams. So I think that's a really interesting email. This actually reminds me, Steve, of that idea that you had had for a Half-Life 2 mod where you just where you dub in all of Gordon's thoughts. So like yeah. when the car is flying at you, you hear the guy you're like, holy shit, oh shit. Like, I don't yeah. know. Hey, Gordon. Hey, sup? Yeah. <laughs> that was my... Yes, that, that was my idea. They would be really fun just to go... And, I, I still don't know if all of like the campaign's original maps are available like if you can load them into the editor and edit them but just throwing a bunch of sound files in everywhere that something crazy happens or that someone addresses gordon yeah. or where he's just like did you see that shit <laughs> holy fuck there's zombies here can you believe it <laughs> yeah like it would be incredibly amusing to me yeah. look at that crazy guy wow yeah <laughs> i really actually what happened to your leg <laughs> crazy stump of the pole now <laughs> yeah that would then give that guy the opportunity to be the silent guy who just sort of looks at you and walks away yeah yeah well it, it would it would turn the tables in those sequences where where, where alex is like oh wow you don't say much do you gordon he's like wait yeah, no i'm right here what why'd you say that like, no, no, Why, I'm, I'm why'd you say that and she just keeps talking seriously yeah yeah <laughs> knocking in over fact, the computer monitor in Kleiner's lab oh shit sorry sorry maybe, my bad yeah exactly he just snubs you <laughs> maybe Gordon Freeman is in fact mute and he just doesn't know it <laughs> you know like he, he just, he's in fact trapped in a horrible nightmare where nobody can hear him I mean there's all sorts of explanations for this yeah yeah 
Maybe we'll find it. out in episode three. <laughs> yeah, God, that would be amazing. It would, it would be really nice and yeah. super I mean, surprising. Yeah, it won't happen, like, but they, they could do a Bioshock style like you know, reveal, reveal of oh, you were some weird <laughs> <Yeah>. homunculus <laughs> the entire time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, oh, spoilers. <laughs> Anyway, um, we're probably reaching the end of this here cast. We might be beyond the end of the cast. Yeah, we're probably beyond the end of the cast. Of the cast. It was good casting with you guys. Yeah. So uh, I hope Nick, Nick feels real better soon. He'll be recovered for next week. Yeah. Uh, Nick, this is for you. Cut it. Stop it now. End the recording. Video game. Oh, wait. <laughs> this is Idle Thumbs. Thirteen. <laughs> Four. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is going to be good. We said we didn't actually do that for... Mm. Mm. Four. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. You should have. That would be great. We can go back and re-record Idle Thumbs Four. Two. You can do 14. Idle Thumbs 14. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. Idle Thumbs 14. <laughs> Fourteen. <laughs> Fort. <laughs> All right. Idle. It's idle thumbs. In. Idle the ums. Remember when people thought that was funny? I, that was three years ago. <laughs> Nail this bitch to the wall. Let's go. Nail Sounds your like penis to the wall. It, 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 it is weird. Oh, hey, Steve. Were you, pl- were you playing Speed Lunky? <laughs> so you just- speed Lunky. Oh, that's not a real word. I'll say speed no, I like. Well, you don't Speed Lunk, you Spelunk. You splunk. Splunk. I learned the word spelunk. Were you playing spelunky? I, I, I learned the word <laughs> spelunk and guano from Spelunky. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? <laughs> Do your thing. I learned that history sucks from where in time is Carmen San Diego. Also, what? that school sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and homework's lame. And Nintendo rules. Well, right. I learned that Sega does what Nintendo don't. What do you think about that? I learned Spelunky. <laughs> Can't play some Spelunky. Oh, Dorothy. <laughs> wow. Spelunky. My neighbors hate me. <laughs> They're not the only ones. Oh. Fuck you. Can we can we please record this shitty shitty podcast? This shitty shitty cast. Shit cast. shit cast. It's a shitty, shitty cast cast. We're gonna cast, we're gonna cast a shit into your face. <laughs> like that monkey at the zoo. Idle thumbs is there. <laughs> Where? Casting shit into your face. Oh.